0: Well, do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 36, year two. Today, we're going to talk about my trip to Washington, D.C. My poker playing out there, as well as, well, the coronavirus, because that's all anyone wants to talk about. And we're going to have our special guest, Mr. Miami John Cernudo with over 500 career poker caches. So stay tuned. The Mouthpiece is next. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to The Mouthpiece, episode 36, year two. All right, so uh, pretty pretty much... um, What's been going on is, uh, well, went to Washington, D.C. last week, Uh, went to go play a little poker, uh, and I had a White House visit uh, where we were able to basically um, get a tour of the West Wing. Uh, That was uh, pretty incredible, um, seeing all the history in there. Seeing the Oval Office, seeing like uh, basically where all government takes place, the pictures on the wall were were pretty crazy uh, I really was uh very, very impressed with the White House uh, but uh let's um clear back a little bit uh I landed on Wednesday of last week, figuring I'd be in a lot of pain uh from the flight because my spinal cord injury it causes um the plane with the uh deep compression and the pressurization of the cabin just causes my um pain to be in a lot more a lot worse so um what I um so I flew in Wednesday uh we were uh I had a private game uh set up with uh, a bunch of friends some politicians some cool people some just some lawyers a bunch of really kind of like uh well washington dc people um including the head of the rjc um matt brooks one of my dear friends uh we had it over at his house and um so uh i got him wednesday was in pain when i landed uh ended up um getting a massage uh, to help get me out of pain which worked pretty well um, then I woke up Thursday uh, again I wasn't feeling that good but a lot better I did Wednesday went over to Matt's house he uh, put on a great uh, a great uh, poker game for everybody I if you haven't seen a lot of footage from it uh, you can go uh, check it out on the YouTube channel um uh in which i did a live um feed from uh that little five, ten, twenty-five game where i won zero pots in like five and a half hours lost like 1800 was kind of uh happy about that actually and um because i knew i was playing a quarter 50 100 game on friday saturday sunday so um as it turned out uh me losing that day was good cuz uh i uh won on saturday and sunday pretty good um the game was really good um they really hooked us up uh a really nice poker game and i really uh <laughs> i really uh think i'm living in the wrong town that i need to move to washington dc to actually play poker because uh, I think their best players might be worse than our best, our worst players. But, you know, uh, they say I have an invitation to the game anytime I want. They play two, three days a week. Uh, so I'm thinking to myself, hmm, two, three days a week in games like this, I could definitely make a lot of money. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking about that. Uh, of course, it would have to be. After the W, the World Series of Poker, um, uh, we ended up uh, uh, watching the fight. Uh, the fight was um, uh, well. You guys watched what the fight was. It was a disaster. I originally, uh, I'll never forget this. About a year ago, when uh, Fury and um, and uh, Wilder fought, and uh, I was playing in. Bobby's room and everybody at the table had about a million dollars on uh hi Melissa how are you uh everybody uh had like a million dollars on Wilder and on there and I it was like three point three twenty-five to 1 I bet at like a thousand to win 300 and I'm like where'd you guys get this pick from and we needed this miracle knockout to win and got the knockdown in the 12th and even then, after we got the knockdown and he got up, I didn't think we could win because we had to win two other rounds, and I don't think we won two other rounds. But we got the miracle push, and I said next time they fight again, I'd bet every quarter I got on Fury. Well, you know, now that I have money management, I'm not crazy anymore. Uh, I decided I was going to bet a thousand on Fury at like plus one forty and they all talked me off of it because, which is best that I didn't bet anyways, because if I bet, that just leads to me going down the rabbit hole and getting broke and doing things I shouldn't do. So um, I end up not betting on the fight. Uh, I watched what I thought was gonna happen happen and I was a little bit aggravated for a while about not betting on it, but they're like oh the guy came in 20 pounds overweight and he wouldn't take his shirt off that's why the blind blew up blah 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 meanwhile he got the shit kicked out of him that was one of the worst beatings i ever seen in my life it was fun to watch um so um i uh i did rather well on friday and saturday um gave phil a pretty good piece uh as he played pretty bad and was on Friday and he lost what I thought was big on Friday, but he um he trumped that pretty good on no pun intended on uh Sunday. But I'm not gonna name any figures. He just didn't have a good weekend. Uh I ended up uh doing somewhat well. Could have been a lot better though, as uh I was up uh ten thousand on Sunday. That's after after the long day at the white house and i was kind of dominating this game where i didn't think i could lose and uh, phil wanted me to go to the main game which was he was kind of buried in and the game was really good so um i uh i gave phil 20% of the first game i was in and gave him 40% of the second game i was in and then i got 10,000 in with queens versus king queen and um the guy says i just want to play a pot against you and when he asked me to run two boards and i didn't know he had king queen but the first board came deuce six nine three king and phil goes take it mike and the second board comes deuce five nine king king and phil goes take it mike and the guy turned over king queen he had three outs he had all three so um after that hand i quit uh I won 10 and lost 10, but still had 20% of me in one game and 40% in the other. So that gave me a 2,000 profit for the day. Uh, <laughs> so I would take it. And I ended up uh, leaving uh, D.C. with a uh, pretty good win for me. Um, kind of needed it because as I was leaving, um, I was in debilitating pain. Uh, My whole leg gave out at the airport. I couldn't walk at all. Uh, The whole pain on the flight was disastrous. Came home, could not walk at all. Got a a two-and-a-half-hour massage, still couldn't walk at all. And um, then I went to a doctor and got me a prednisone pack, a steroid pack to relieve the inflammation that was pressing on my spinal cord, which uh, that has helped tremendously. Um, and, uh, the last day and a half things have been pretty good. Uh that's a little too high for me. So, um, now, uh, I was, uh, planning on going to LAPC, uh, I had my room all reserved and I canceled it, uh, Tuesday evening because I didn't think. Well, they told me if I don't cancel it by Wednesday they could charge me for a one night room 24 hour in advance so I had to make sure I canceled it because I didn't think there was any way I could possibly play tournament for five days in the shape I was in pain wise so um, uh, welcome to the mouthpiece is Mike hey it's Brian Straw. how are you man what's up Brian hey man long time here what have you been up to
1: I was, nothing. I'm fucking around clicking here on YouTube, yeah, and I see mouthpiece. Hey, and I see you on there talking live, and I'm like, let me call and see how this, this knucklehead's doing.
0: Oh, yeah, man, long time no see. How how you doing, man? How the kids?
1: Everybody's good. A lot of kids. Yeah, you know, living living my life and everything's wonderful. No complaints.
0: Yeah, not playing any poker anymore, are you?
1: I play on I, I play on all the Jersey sites. I don't I don't. Yeah. I don't Play live in the Brigada. I, I've lost a taste of live poker. You know, I never really liked tournaments. And, right, uh, right, right. I work a lot.
0: Yeah, that's good, man. Getting out. of, Well, you know, you know, you're out of you. You know, you got a job. You're out of poker. You have a life. It's good to have a life. I tell people all the time. People ask me about being become a professional poker player. I tell them, Don't do it. It's a miserable life. <laughs> but sure uh, yeah, you would. Sure, you I've would never definitely been happier. Yeah, of course. You know. So uh yeah, I've cut my poker I, playing down a lot. So you know, I understand.
1: That's good. Uh, well, I'm glad to see you still around kicking. I actually, I actually got a cool story. I got, I got really lucky. So about, about seven, I don't know, about seven or eight years ago. Um, yeah, about seven or eight years ago, you know, I'm going back and forth between, you know, poker sports, mm-hmm. you know, slots, you know, you fucking name it. And I was like, yeah, you're I a degenerate. No more. Yeah. 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 I'm, told degenerate. I'm like, I'm mean, I still bet sports, but you know, I'm like, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this no more. So I opened up. Uh, I got, I got involved in the subprime like loan business. So I borrowed, I had no money zero mm-hmm. and I owed owe everybody money. And, I, remember. Uh, so I borrowed 40 grand from my parents and mm-hmm. I opened up a little sales office. And then two years later we made the Inc 500 number 155. And now I have like over 200 employees and, uh, wow. you know, I, I own a small little subprime bank, make that's, good money and just go to work every day and you just, you know, have a nice house, live a normal life. And Dude, that's, you know, that's
0: great, man. That's great.
1: I haven't played. I haven't played video poker or blackjack in min, in at least five years. But I but I do bet a lot on sports. I mean, yeah, I, I I bet I bet ten, fifteen, twenty thousand on sports.
0: Wow, Well, I gave up all that. I gave up sports. I gave up everything. And um, unfortunately, I you know I got this real bad injury about five and a half years ago, and it's kind of derailed me. But um, I'm working hard. What happened hard. to you? I didn't and, know you got hurt. Yeah, it's a long story. I. I talk about it all the time. I just had a severe spinal cord injury that was an injury-related. Happens to one in three million people. Then I developed something called intercostal neuralgia, which happens to one in three million people. So it's like one in three billion people, uh, my injury. So um, it was- Is it
1: related to sitting in the poker chair all the time?
0: No, it's my mid-back. It's a thoracic spine. It's uh, just a rare thing that happened. it's uh it's just debilitated my life for 5 years but um they put i got a spinal cord stimulator which helped with the pain for all of last year after they put it in but seems like all the pains come back and uh i've been living a nightmare lately but trying my hardest to deal with it and um Sorry to so that. it's all good man so uh kind of like uh you know trying To enjoy life a little bit, I, I just canceled my trip to the LAPC. I was just telling everyone, uh, because I was in so much pain, I didn't think I could make it five days. So, I'm skipping that tournament, I'm gonna to go to Bay, Bay 101 and then, uh, and then the World Series of Poker. So, that's what well, much- I wish you
1: luck. I, I, I might you. actually come out to Vegas this year, you know, just to you know just to mess around. I probably won't play any poker, yeah. I, I, I may play the, the, the Players' Championship, but maybe that's it,
0: yeah. T- t- DM me your direct message me your number and uh and I, I'm sure I still have it if it's the same but if not uh I'll, same I'll, number okay same number I'll hit you up man all right, all right gotta go take
1: care all right and, and, and all right next time you're in AC hit me up we'll go have a meal or something
0: you got it you got it my man all good right. hearing from you Brian later. take care later Paul I'll yeah. see you text you got it yeah so that was uh, Brian Straw we go back Ooh. we go back a long ways we used to play poker back in the days back at uh, Borgata and AC and uh he was a real degenerate. Uh, I'm glad to hear he's got his life together. Um you know. Well, oh, let's have we got another call. Welcome to the mouthpiece is Mike.
2: Hey Mike, this is Derek, the Topwop from your uh, chat. How are you?
0: Hey Derek, how's it going, buddy?
2: Oh, good, man. Thanks for a long-time fan. I really appreciate you taking my call.
0: Sure, absolutely. Uh,
2: yeah, I live uh, in the Bay Area. I, I play at Lucky Chances, and I know you said before that five uh, ten no limit cash games are really hard to make any money in. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that, and maybe how like two five would uh, is easier game, or well, mean, they even have one three no limit. It's know. not that. What, it's... what are your thoughts?
0: It's the fact that everybody who's grinding a living are playing 5, 10, 10, 20 games. You know, 2, you know, two, five, five, 10. And so you've you got people that aren't giving money away. Uh, I've said this for years. I'll say it to the day I die. I said it a year after I become a professional 24 years ago. The higher you play, the better the game. Because the people who are playing higher limits have a lot of money, and they don't, they're gambling. They don't care. Okay, where when you're playing against people that are all trying to make a living, nobody's giving away any money. So uh, that makes those games uh, the the tougher tougher to play. So um, I mean, even the game I played in in the home game on Thursday night it was a five ten and a quarter, and nobody was giving any money away. I mean, they were all nitty. But when they're all nitty, uh, I mean what are you going to do i mean you're going to open up a lot more pots but when you're only going to pick up the annies because you know how many annies can you pick up you know so then they call you then they have you beat then you have to check and it's it just you want to be in games where people give action and uh if you're not in games like that or it's tough to grind against
2: right so what what limits then would you suggest for no limit like uh higher limits where well, you can make more
0: money I, i've been playing 100 200 lately but playing for about 20 percent of myself <laughs> so uh <laughs> uh but the games i'd rather play for 20 percent of myself in 100 200 game uh than sit in a 10 20 game and play for 100 percent of myself because i know that 100 200 game with the people i'm playing with are a lot better are a lot worse does that make sense so uh I'm just trying to get myself in the best games uh that give me the best chance to win. And um and that and that's what I do. So uh on my whole life I never did that. Now I do that and um and it's been it's been profitable for me. I've won uh thirty two out of the last thirty four sessions. Uh but I've always put myself in very good games and good spots. Uh, and uh, it sucks I've pieced myself out so much because if not, I'd be out of debt right now, but I'm st- uh, it's not a big deal, but at least now I'm I'm on my feet and just trying to get people paid, so we'll see what happens.
2: Well, great. Well, I really appreciate you taking my call, Mike, and uh, continued uh, good luck and success to you. And I'm really looking forward to reading your new book when it comes out.
0: You got it, buddy. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay, good night. All right so um so anyway so uh you know so i was supposed to go to the lapc i was in terrible pain on tuesday um and uh so i started this a prednisone pack uh it's helped me a lot the last two days and uh but it lowers your immune system and with um coronavirus and all the other viruses out there my immune system being low being amongst people for five days with a low immune system just wasn't a good idea. So I canceled my trip. I'm missing the LAPC for only a second time in 24 years. Uh, it's one of the best events. It's a freeze out 10 K buy-in, uh, last year I finished 27th in it. Uh, not going this year was a, is really, um, kind of a downer for me. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but I'll be to, over at the Bay 101. Hang on one second, guys. This fucking motherfucker. So, uh, can't get comfortable here. It's like too high, too low, too high, too low. So, um, I'll be at the Bay 101 uh, at the next month in, um, for the Shooting Stars tournament. So, um, uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened, why I'm missing the LAPC this week for everybody that. Expected me to be there Um, uh, I'm pretty down about not being there as well as a lot of people are about me not being there but I have to um, put my health first and uh, you know um, my body probably just wasn't up to playing poker thursday friday saturday sunday four days in a row i hadn't played four days in a row since the world's even at the world series i don't think i played four days in a row once because uh, even if i got to day three of an event i would take the next day off so or if i went two days i would take a day off so four days in a row of poker i probably haven't done in four or five years and you add that with the white house visit um in which i we they they kind of pick you up on the corner. Um, they, it takes them two weeks to do background checks on you to make sure that you're okay to go in to the West Wing. and they kind of pick you up and they, and they walk you in and they give you a tour. So that was a long walk there. Uh, then we went to lunch uh, over. Phil has a chef. I don't really even forgot his name, something Andreas, one of the best chefs in the world. he hooked us up one of his restaurants um so we went there and i was feeling good and then they're like let's go to the lincoln memorial And i'm like well i don't know if i could walk up the lincoln memorial uh but the driver we had a limo driver all day that that took us everywhere that the hotel hooked us up with so um uh i decided to go to lincoln memorial he, he walked he pulled us right to the front so probably had to walk about 50 feet and then up the steps Walked to 50 feet, I felt fine, and I said, go slow up the steps. Well, my phone fell out of my pocket, and I bent over. And I think when I bent over, I twisted my something. And the next thing you know, I got to the top of the steps. I was in terrible pain, and then I couldn't even walk down the steps. My whole entire something swelled up where it was pressing on my spinal cord, and I was almost like felt like I was almost paralyzed like I was before my surgery couldn't walk at all uh they had to help me back to the vehicle I got back to the vehicle um and they wanted to go to the um Martin Luther King um uh uh memorial I think it was and Phil and my girlfriend went there I um I then got out of the car and I was able to walk uh, after because I guess sitting took the pressure off my spinal cord but i had to go i had to go pee so i had to go pee in the bush uh but they went and uh took all the pictures i had to miss that came back to my room i was in debilitating pain it took me three hours to get out of pain i was supposed to start playing with them at 7 p.m uh, i got back to my room at six thirty. i did not leave to go play till 10 o'clock at night um it took me five. I don't even know how I even got out of pain. I put some pain patches on. Somehow got out of pain, and I, I didn't want to miss the poker game they set up because they said the Sunday night was going to be the best, which it was. Um, and um, like I said, I was up ten thousand, and then I lost ten thousand. Queens versus King Queen got it all in pre, so I could have had a monster week, but I ended up, you know, making a little bit of money. So that was pretty good. So um, uh, that was uh, my trip to D.C. I, I wish I could take pictures for everybody, uh, because but they wouldn't allow anybody to have uh, pictures in the, um, in the uh, West Wing area. But uh, p- pictures in history, looking back at all the presidents we had, all, all the different people in the Oval Office, how they decorate the Oval Office, how they decorate the West Wing, it was pretty cool. Um, I was really surprised how small it all is and how old it all is. I know it's a white house and all, but you would think they would do a little upgrading and make it a little more modern, but, uh, they didn't really do that. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, one of the coolest things I ever did actually. Um, so, um, you know, uh, I met some people, uh, uh, that are pretty cool uh that i will bring up on a later date i don't really want to get into that Uh, i don't want to really get into politics right now uh we let's talk a little bit about uh about this uh coronavirus that everybody's going crazy about and then we're going to have miami john cernudo on we're going to do an interview with him so uh Let's let's discuss the... I mean, I went out crazy on Twitter today. I apologize to everybody. I was just... I don't know why I engaged with, like, everybody today. It was... Uh, that's why I don't go on Twitter. It's such an unhealthy place. Um, it makes... Uh, turns the average normal person into a lunatic, which it did to me today. And I just... I just don't understand... Um, why everybody wants, well I do understand but I I mean I'm not going to give my thought process on it because people think I'm crazy but um, there's a reason why they're purposely starting a panic on the coronavirus and if anybody doesn't see why then they're just not engaged okay, so um, it's pretty obvious Uh, there's been one reported case in the United States, and as of an hour ago, they that person came back negative for it. Uh, the forty-two that were came off that Japanese um, cruise ship are quarantined, and the fourteen that were in Wuhan that were flown out are quarantined. So um, there's been no other cases in the United States. That's because. Trump shut down the border January 24th and hasn't allowed any flights in since then uh, from China. And uh, I'm wondering if he's going to be shutting down the border from Italy or other places here shortly. But um, uh, people are in a widespread panic uh, because, well, because that's what our news media does, because panic gets people to view into the news media so news people that view in creates money for them and they don't care about the public so i don't even want to get into that because it's too aggravating for me uh anyway we got another call welcome to the mouthpiece is mike hey mike what up
3: live on here
0: yeah what's up brother
3: Oh, man, I was just calling. I was just watching. I was going to call and just ask you some questions, man.
0: All right, man. What's your name?
3: I'm um, Josh. Hey, Josh. from Minnesota.
0: Cool, man. Uh, what's your question for me? Yes, sir. Sure.
3: I was just going to ask you a couple different ones like, uh, biggest degenerate, gambler.
0: Um, kind
3: of, and, uh, like, your biggest biggest wins and losses in poker and in, uh, like, sports betting.
0: All right. Well, probably the biggest degenerate is probably Chino. Uh, guy I just had on, Brian Brian Straw, I hadn't talked to him in a while. He used to be one of the biggest degenerates. Uh um, my biggest uh cash win was four hundred thousand on high stakes poker. Uh my biggest cash loss was one hundred and eighty three thousand. Um and uh what was the other question? What was the other question? Oh and
3: then like uh sports
2: betting one, oh thing, but, biggest yeah. sports
0: betting game I bet a hundred thousand once, I laid six and a half, they lost by thirty uh I bet fifty thousand once, I laid six and a half, they lost by thirty. those are my two biggest sports bets i lay tw- I bet twenty thousand a zillion times I don't even know how many I lost, but I laid three to one seven times in my life on a money line, and I lost all seven. So I wasn't the sharpest. Oh, I wasn't the sharpest sports better in the world. So I'm kind of glad that I uh, that I uh, I got that. So
4: uh, yeah, man, that's crazy.
3: Oh yeah, so yeah, I, I don't know. I the first time I've actually watched you live on here, and I was just kind of remembering back. I've been watching poker since like WPT one I had on DVDs. Yeah, and stuff, you know. So I mean, I just remembering all these hands, like that hand that you played Eric Side Allen.
0: Oh yeah, that was nice. That hundred hundred seventy four thousand dollar pot where he yeah, put in like flopped, seventy. Can
3: you flop two pair on them? Yeah. He a he, river, he, two pair yeah, bears. he put in seventy six thousand with
0: one pair. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah and I would have so took so insurance, but I didn't know what insurance was, and then I was I like, I know that, Cause, yeah,
3: because yeah, there wasn't Tony G at your table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He,
0: he wanted talking. me to take insurance. I'm like, well, what's insurance? Yeah, and then they're like,
3: That's who wanted you to, try to watch that? Handle. I would have took
0: it in a minute, you know. But oh know. yeah,
3: for sure, and that's what you said right after that too. And then you went yeah. back, and you were just like, "I just felt for you, dude." I've Yeah, that was two thousand seven. Like, that was really back
0: when I was all negative, Mike. Uh, no, you know, so. I hear
3: you. I hear you. I've watched. I've got. Like I said, I watched. Like there ain't that many characters in poker anymore. Like there used to be. Like to, like Antonio, he huh. used to hold over Phil, and then he do. He'd beat him in a pot, and then he would do the wave in his face. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Well, most I mean, people. You know, it's like yeah, now I, the new generation or. They just—they're all about analytics and math, and yet yeah, they, there
3: ain't like supposed to be like you got you, you know it was you could talk to her in hands it seemed like and like the kitty game down the street I don't know. What's
0: funny like, is I they're know. all about math and analytics, but but they're all scared of the coronavirus, and if they do the math, the chance there's like point zero zero three percent of them getting it. Yet they're all tweeting about going to to get. Ready for a worldwide yeah. epidemic because it's just suck, so, and I've just been just going crazy today, like you guys basic math you're all fear mongering yeah. morons, so I just tell it like it is It's just like really, like I literally got a better chance of fucking get hit by a car when I walk out in front of my house than fucking getting the coronavirus. <laughs> And then they have these morons <laughs> laying twelve to one that the World Series is going to be canceled. Twelve to one. Yeah, if I had I like, that. if I, I had like two and a half Doug million, Poles, yeah. If I had two and a half million, I would post it right now to pick up my two hundred thousand in three months. That is the freest money in the history of mankind. Like, like of all kinds. they all make yeah. hundred million dollars at the World Series. So the true odds of them canceling it are about hundred million to one. They don't give up any <laughs> fucking thing. Because
3: they're scooping every last dollar. Yeah, right.
0: exactly. So 12 to 1. These fucking, and I went crazy on Twitter today. I was just, just, I mean, I had to get off. I was just going crazy because people are just so fucking stupid. And it's just like, they're stupid. They listen to our fucking corrupt media, right? That fucking wants to spread fear. Why do they want to spread fear? Because fucking they have Bernie Sanders on the top of their fucking ticket that they know can't win. And so they have to spread fear to make the the economy crack. Uh, don't get me started. I know what's going on, right? It's a joke.
3: <laughs> oh, not that. Yeah. The rant that I left. Like. There you <laughs> go. There's a,
0: but that's a fact, right? That's a fact. I've been oh, yeah. saying it privately for three months. That's something cr- that they were going to try. And when it first got diagnosed in like the, like the first of the year, I go, watch. They're going to try and weaponize this by three months from now during the election. And sure enough, three months later. If I didn't say it, then I wouldn't believe it. But I had said that three months ago. So I really believe that. So, anyways, I don't want to go political right now because I get too I get too fucking wound up, man. Because politics is evil. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate the call. I gotta I gotta call my man Miami John. I gotta do an interview with him, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks no, for calling in.
5: That was, That was
3: awesome, dude. I appreciate. it. I'll keep watching. I'm rooting for you, bro.
0: You got it, buddy. Take care. All right. Later. All right, so uh, we're going to give Miami John Cernudo a call. This guy's been doing good in tournament poker for three decades. He's got a first and a second this year at the LAPC. Hold on, we have one more call. Let's just answer it. Welcome to the mouthpiece is Mike. Mike,
6: what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, who's this? This is J.M.
0: James, what's up?
6: That's my initials. My name's John.
0: John, okay, J.M. What up, brother? (laughs)
6: Any, oh, nothing much, man. Been a big uh, fan for a long time. You Thank know, you. I appreciate uh, it. Just wanted to tell you how good that book, a uh, buddy of mine, let me, uh, let me read it. I'm not a big reader. or oh, anything. okay. I'm not somebody that reads a lot of books, but, you know, yeah. Check Raising the Devil, it was just one of those kind of books that you pick it up, you can't put it down. I read that book, and just one I started, I didn't quit until I was done.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I got... My hopefully my new book will be out by the World Series. Uh, it's called Poker, Pain, and Politics: How so All Three Made Me a Better Person. So um,
6: okay,
4: yeah, that's I'm going to be. Uh, to the read.
0: It's kind of. I was going to do Check raising the Devil Two, the Devil Raise Back, but this was just uh, more fitting for kind of what my life's been through the last nine years. So uh, sure, that's, uh, that's something that I'm I'm really looking forward to. But yeah, I appreciate sure, it. Man. Sure.
6: Yeah, like I said, been a big, big been a big fan for a long time. I had to tell you a quick story yesterday. I just your what you would have done, but I was playing in a small cash game at a casino yesterday. It was a a one two game, and and I I play poker a lot, but not a lot. If that makes sense. I mean, like I said, I, I play. I'm from Tennessee. When the circuit comes down to Tunica, I go down there, and I got lucky and won a ring once. And but anyhow, I love the game, but just don't get a lot of time to play. But yesterday, uh, I was going to see what you're, if, if you think this was a complete bonehead move or if I was playing scared, uh, it was a 1 2 game. And uh, I had 8 4 diamonds, 8 mm-hmm. 4 suited. And so, you know, I limp, you know, like you're playing the way the table plays. But right. anyhow, long story short, there was a real aggressive guy two seats to my right. And uh, one other guy, he limps. The uh, guy to my right, this aggressive raises. And anyhow, I call it a small raise up comes ten eight four two hearts i've got eight four diamonds okay first guy he makes a pretty good size bed about the size of the pot this guy raises pretty big i've got about 600 or so in my uh in my stack and i just had a bad feeling you know i've I've listened to you a lot you talk about you know go with your gut and i fold it i I know i'm ahead but I well, it. I mean, like,
0: I, said, I mean, like, I mean, there's a. Even if you're up against a parent, I, a flush draw. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I'm never folded. Well,
6: I know what it was going to be. I knowed it was going to be.
0: I just would have put. It, I just would have put it all in, and if I lost, I lost. Right. <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, if you're going to play that dog shit, you can't fold it when you flop two pair. <laughs> I mean, I'm not well, going no, to lie. No, but it.
6: the <laughs> problem was the guy, and but it was really sick the way the hand turned out because the the first guy bet. The next guy raises. The first guy made it 25. The next guy makes it 115. And I'm sitting there with, like I said, about 600 in my stack. So I know, and the other guy has me covered, so I know it's all in or fold. I know it's,
4: yeah, you got
0: to so go, I wanna all, risk you gotta go 600. all in. You got
4: to go all You got to go all in.
6: I do. I do. But I decided. No buts. I just had a bad, bad Whatever. feeling. Whatever. So what happened? All right. Well, on the, uh, the other guy, he, he, he moves over the top. He's all in. So they're all in. Okay. The guy to my right has aces. Okay. The other guy has Jack Ten of Hearts.
0: Okay, that's so about time, what I figured. I'm
6: happy I folded even though I was ahead.
0: Well, I mean.
6: Because, but naturally, you... a Black Four hit the turn. <laughs> well, of
0: course it does. you fucking <laughs> so idiot. it. I would
6: have been. You know, of always, but, yeah. you know, anyway, it was just one of those moves where well, I said— I told, I I told
0: you what they each had. I said one out of over pair and one out of a pair and a flush draw. I told you that. Right, I right. Fucking, I mean— You know I, mean? And I figured uh, that. I figured,
6: I said, I'm going to have to dodge a bunch of shit on the table. You ain't going to have to dodge river. shit. You got to dodge,
0: like, 14 outs between two people. So you're, like, fucking right. you know, getting two to one on tough, your money, no even I mean. money. So get the fuck out of here. You're fucked right. up. Take your fucking punishment. Enjoy the money you lost. Get off my phone. I'm done with you. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling. Have a good one. Later. Another call. What up, what up? Welcome to the mouthpiece.
7: Hey, Mike. You got a second or is Miami John on the
0: other line? Uh, I got a second. I got up. I'm gonna be calling him in two minutes.
7: Cool, buddy. Okay. Uh, my name's Jason. I'm calling from Virginia. Uh, first off, I just want to say I've been a big fan since the beginning, since I saw you on TV, man. And
0: I was just and, in your uh, part of the woods uh, last week, man.
7: Oh, no shit. Yeah, see, yeah. I heard you talking about it. Yeah, that. I was at that the MGM Grand Harbor.
0: Yeah, it was cool.
7: Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The Boston, yeah. Oh, no, have you, oh, no I'm thinking what? about, did you go to the uh, – what is it uh the wind just opened the spot nah, i was there for the
0: chance for life uh, tournament uh that phil was uh, uh, emceeing uh, and then i went down i had a white house uh west wing visit uh scheduled so i went for that went for a private game uh played a lot of poker there at the at, down at the mgm grand it was pretty cool so uh, uh, uh i see
7: yeah, I said no, no. You just wanted to be one step closer to your man crush, Donald Trump, in the
0: White House. That's Oh it man, is. I was expecting to meet him, but he had to go to India. So I was going to meet him on Friday, but he had to, oh, then, no, then he shit. scheduled then he scheduled a, a debate in Vegas when I left for for here. So I didn't. So then I, I changed. <laughs> I changed my White House right. visit to Sunday, <clears throat> uh, and then I was hoping <laughs> so to meet him funny. there. But then he had to go to India. So now I, get, I I get to meet him in Vegas in like two weeks. But that's all right.
7: Oh, good shit, yeah. man! It'll be well worth the wait. Cool. Yeah,
0: it'll be cool, but it's you know it's not that important. But I mean, it's more important to yeah, my girlfriend girlfriend. It is.
7: No, it'll be fun, man. Yeah, you are fake, 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 fake smiles, news, Yeah. But so yeah, uh, I got I, I had a couple of questions for you if you had a second. Yeah, I got a uh, hurry up. I'm look. not I'm not sure I'm not sure if you're able to read Skolansky. David Skolansky put a new book out. It's called Geeking, Grifting, and Gambling. No. Nope. Uh, he tells a lot of old school stories. It's a pretty pretty badass book. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you specifically, number one, do, do you uh, do you have any kind of relationship with Skolansky? Yeah, we're friends. Uh, and and number, uh, number two, he wrote in that book, I didn't know this, Chip Reese used to manage the poker room at the Dunes. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, and, and that's where all the high-stakes action used to go down in the 70s and 80s and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Skolansky actually, in this new book, outs Chip Reese, and he says it flat out that he's one of the biggest – poker cheats of all time. And oh. he said he had shills in that game and they were throwing signals and playing partners and just and dealers were stacking decks and blatantly cheating. I have no idea. And I he would... calls Chip he calls he calls Chip outright as one of the biggest poker cheats of all time in his new book. Really? So I was wondering if you had any any knowledge no, no, about no that knowledge
0: of that. Were... No knowledge of that. I've it's the first I've heard. Uh but uh I mean there's a lot of people that put a lot of people in a lot of games against a lot of bad players, right. even today. Right. Um, right. It's one of my big pet peeves about a lot of these private games that are being put together mm-hmm. in casinos that I'm not allowed to play in um, where people right. are putting three, four different people in and they're chopping up the live one's money, just playing straightforward uh, right, not, so that shit's so still
5: going on to this kinda,
0: day. Yeah, it's been go, it's been going on. So uh Right. Uh it just happens. Uh I don't want to call it any names or bring it up right now. Um
7: Yeah, I know. I don't I don't mean I didn't mean to put you out there like uh, that. I was just but, wondering. If, uh, it had if that
0: if that happened, I haven't heard about it, yeah. but it it happens nowadays so it wouldn't shock me. So
7: yeah, I I, I, well, I was shocked. It was a pretty bold statement. I mean he's name dropping Chip Reese, one of the biggest names in poker of all time, and he's calling him just a blatant cheater. So I thought that was just really eye opening and shocking. You know, I just had to wanted to, you know, get your opinion well, on I'm it. I'm not gonna lie, it's also
0: first yeah. time I've heard about yeah. anything negative about Chip. Yeah. And uh Yeah,
7: me too. That's why I was so shocked, man. Um
0: but uh you know, uh Chip saved my life. Right. So you I have nothing but you, Chip, yeah, Chip was responsible I don't, I don't, to making sure to go, uh, that that I got uh, David Chesnoff to as my attorney when they were trying to throw me in jail for ten years for something I didn't do. So Chip was uh, uh, me me not spending ten years in jail for something I didn't do. Uh, I credit wow, a lot to Chip, wow. so yeah. I I can never say anything yeah. negative about somebody I don't know.
7: Yeah, and I, I didn't mean so. to put you out there. I know that's yeah, all a good, dude. But what 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 about David? Do you are you have any kind of relationship? Uh, yeah, with Yeah, we. Eason?
0: I mean, we're friends. Oh. We get along good. I mean, I like to say my claim to fame is him him beating me to a four eight hundred game by like three seconds, and I was locked out mm-hmm. of the game, and I went in the pit and lost one hundred fifty grand because of it. It's the only <laughs> time I ever bet. Oh, only boy. time I ever went into the pit in my whole life. They gave me a noir what card. Are you playing? They gave me uh, Pi Gal poker. I played for like thirty six hours oh, straight. Dear Lord. My, oh, by the time my seat Lord. opened up, about eight hours later, they couldn't get me out of the pie gal game and it was too late. Uh yeah. they gave me a noir <laughs> card, thought I'd go back. I ended up getting like seventy K in comps before they realized I was never playing in the pit again. So at least I got seventy K <laughs> back. But uh yeah. that's funny as shit, man. Yeah, yeah, I blame I like to blame Skolansky for that, but Listen, I got to go. Right, I got to give Miami John a call. He's expecting okay. me to call. I'll talk to you later. Okay, later. brother. Hey, thanks bye. for the time, man. bye right, bye. I turned the phone lines off. Why we call Miami John? Welcome to the mouthpiece, Mr. Miami John. What it be, brother? Hey, bro. How's How it doing? going? What are you doing? How's it going? Can you hear me?
8: Uh, yeah, I can hear you fine. I'm right. in the
0: lobby at the uh, bicycle club.
8: I had a couple of drinks. righty. I'm ready to go when you
0: are. So, so uh you're live on the air. Uh we decided right to now? go Yeah, we decided to go live. Um so I hadn't been on in a while talk about current events. Uh unfortunately, uh, I was just telling a story how I'm not gonna be able to make the LAPC. I had my my room all scheduled. I was supposed to be there tonight and uh right. just been fighting through terrible pain since I got got back from D.C. on Monday and uh, I didn't think I'd feel better. I, I do feel better now but um, they put me on a steroid pack and that really lowers my immune system and with all the shit going around I just couldn't be around amongst a lot of people so I had to cancel it. So um, I oh, see... Uh, uh, sorry,
8: we'll miss you here.
0: Yeah, I see uh, you got yourself a first and a second there at the LAPC. How's it been? Well, see, I, that's, did, I that's, did. That's good. So, um,
8: once me and Young Fam got through all the young kids, it was just me and him.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the cool uh, guys got it. Uh, we're going to bring that up now. Um, you've been around since before me. I, I started playing in '96. You were probably late 80s. You started playing,
8: uh, '82 to be exact. '81 was the air traffic control strike.
0: I remember At that. Bucket, yeah. I'm
8: going to Las Vegas. Yeah. And then uh, got on a plane, left my car at Miami Airport, entered Las Vegas, in January of 81.
4: Started wow. playing poker as a
8: pretty much, a, I wouldn't say a live one, but not that much experience. And I just grew through the years. and You know, here I am today.
0: No, that's good to hear, you know. And, you know, uh, you've got over 500 career caches. Is, do you lead, are you the all-time leader in poker caches?
8: Matt Savage said the other day, yeah, my t- Matt Savage told me the other day I had 517. Right. So we did an interview over at the Commerce, so it went very, very nice. And, uh, yeah, 517 to be exact. Is
0: that the, Is that the? does anybody in poker have more than sure. that?
8: Nobody has 500 yet. I didn't think so. Uh, yeah. Ben the Masters still hanging around at 496. He's not playing that much. Don't see him that much. Yeah, we don't, we don't count. You yeah. know, the old guys are still up there. Yeah. yeah, we don't Randy Holland's up. still up there. Young kid, Ari Engel, very, very yeah, good. Yeah, he, he he's my prediction to be the number one overall cash's lifetime. He'll pass me. Well, I and think so. He lived to about if I lived to 112. I think I got him. He, other he, than that, he,
0: he plays more more tournaments a year than I have in my lifetime. So, yeah.
8: I he, believe it. He's got a lot of heart. Yeah. Good kid. And, good uh, kid.
0: Really good kid. Know, I like him got a lot. he high vote. Yeah, Speaking me too. Votes,
8: I, I watched your videos. Yeah. I, I love them. They're funny. You're a funny guy. I watched <laughs> the Markup Police. I couldn't stop laughing. i never seen anything like that before. It was hilarious.
0: I know. I know. It was, uh, they were, uh, they're really good. Um, I got a couple other videos. I
8: hope, video- you, didn't have to, I hope you didn't have to pay Kessler too much money.
0: Oh, no. I didn't give him That's shit. That. Are you kidding? Uh, fuck. He, you. he asked me for something. I forgot. Uh I think I gave. Yeah. Oh, I gave him one percent of my uh, of whatever I cashed for in the ten k Omaha eight or better, which I cashed for seventeen thousand. <laughs> so I had to, what was that? I got to give him yeah, a yeah. uh, hundred and seventy bucks yeah, well, or something.
8: Yeah, you gave him a half percent. The best
0: of that deal. No shit. No shit. <laughs> Especially since I've cashed in that ten k like I don't know, like eight out of the last nine years. But um, uh. You know, uh, people, a lot of people out there don't know you. You know, um, I consider you one of the top five Omaha 8 or better players in the world. Um, you've got a record to show it. Uh, you've played, you know, like you've helped me a lot out uh, in my Omaha day, back in the days. I mean, even when That's I won. That's nice of
4: you to say that. Thank yeah, you very much. I mean,
0: when I won the Omaha title in 2002, you were at that final table. Um I was. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, Yeah. It seems like it was yesterday. I don't know where the last 18 years have gone. Daniel was there, I believe, right? Yeah, young fan, Daniel, Brent Carter were there, was there. um, uh,
8: Oh, the Omaha Masters.
0: Yeah, it was. And um, and the funny thing about it is, and I tell people this all the time on the podcast and uh, just whenever I talk to people, is – They give you so many chips in No Limit Hold'em now. Nobody wins consistently. I mean, back in the day, uh, the same people always got their No Limit Hold'em. But now there's so many players and there's so many chips. The variance is so different. But if you look at the Omaha 8 and the Stud 8 and you look at the World Series events over the last 10 years, when you look at the last three tables and there's 24 people to go, there's always 20 of the top Omaha pl- or Stud 8 players at the last 24. T- there just is. I don't, maybe not 20, but 18. A minimum. Am I right? Yeah, I
8: think if there was an expression called cream rises, I think it really applies to Omaha 8 or better. I, I agree. Uh, some days you'll see a lot of unknowns with chips, but they don't know really how to hang on to them. No. And eventually the cream will rise in that game. Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, some flukes happen, but that's going to happen yeah. in any event. Yeah, and as far and you're right about the, the no limit too. There's just a lot more mind kills to dodge. It's just harder to do, and I'm sure there's people that were hot ten years ago in no limit, and you don't even know their names anymore.
0: You know, yeah, Crazy. of course. You know, and uh, you know, I used to be uh, you know one of the best no limit tournament players in the world, but people absolutely. I tell people all the time, as good as I was in no-limit tournaments, I was never that good in no-limit cash games. I was really good in no-limit tournaments where I was always great in the mixed games. I was always great in the mixed game tournaments. And uh, and a lot of people don't – don't. I have to tell that too, that, you know, um, people will – you know, I got famous from televised no-limit hold'em, but, you know, Omaha 8, Stud 8, and all, all the mixed games have always been, you know, my, my top games – um to watch you at uh fuck, how old are you now? You're getting up there, huh? Seventy six. Seventy six and still winning tournaments uh with all the young kids. I'm I mean that's uh that's pretty good. I mean, uh that's I see you won you won one last year, the triple draw I guess it was at the LAPC. You're
8: so, right. You're right. So uh you know Yeah, I usually win one or two a year over there at least one, you know, sometimes I Oh uh whiff one but uh how you do good at l a p
0: c yeah had a good record there you know i i have been a a lot of final tables there, but i never won one. i think i've gotten head up like five times um i remember back in i think it was uh two ninety nine or two thousand we were at an omaha eight final table at the LAPC, or at the was it the no it's the l a p c um, I, uh, got fourth and I think you got second or you might've won it. This was, I'm not mistaken, but, uh, yeah.
8: Was still so, in that tournament?
0: Uh, I think so. Uh, and
8: I don't think I made the final table. I remember you two going on. I don't think I made it. Oh no, that I'm was sure. a
0: couple No, that was that was like 3. I'm talking about in, in like 19 year, 20 years ago like 99 2000. Oh, Way
8: long time. Ago. Way, back, okay. yeah. It probably was me. No,
0: I I, I it was you cuz I remember I got fourth yeah. and uh I took a beat, and you had the chips and I was kind of, I wished you luck and I think you ended up getting no. second. But uh I um I remember that like it was yesterday too.
8: Um, I know don't you miss some of those days I mean we had a, quite a, a group of players that showed up all the time and
9: and it was it's
8: like living in a small town we always kind of knew each other and it was great now there's a lot of new people involved and you don't get to know everybody as well and I'm not missing yeah. the new players I think most of them are great kids I like most of them Yeah. but back in those days we were a closely knit bunch you know we, yeah. there was only maybe 50 of us that could afford to pony up a thousand dollars pop and go over to LA and wherever, you know, and boxwoods, all those different places and and play and, you know, get the experience. It was great. I enjoyed it. I I still do have a passion for it.
0: Yeah. And that's why I tell, I tell people all the time. It's like, I love playing the 10 ks at the world series of poker, all the mixed game championships, because it's like the old family that we used to have. Um, because the entire World Series of Poker was basically like the 10Ks are now. Like the 10Ks we get between 100 and 200 people for every championship event, uh, that was basically the entire World Series of Poker back in the day, except for the main event. So it was more like a family event. So whenever I do buy into the 10K mixed event, it's you're playing with everybody you know, everybody's talking shit, we're all having fun. and it's fun and uh i'm glad to see that a lot of the no limit people plo people are are learning mixed games um unfortunately it takes uh, a little bit of you have to invest a little bit to learn so some of them are kind of yummy spots but uh i had to learn but i had to pay to learn just like you had to pay to learn i learned how to play playing 2400 and 4800 all the mixed games uh so yeah. I, wish, I wish I would have played a little bit cheaper learning how to play, but, uh, you know. You... Yeah,
8: unfortunately, um, you know, I do, like I said, I do it for, I have a passion for it, and so do you. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of the ROI really isn't that great for us. Right. You know, a tournament should at least pay you 30, 35 to 1 on your, on your money if you're going to win one. And more lucky we could get, at least at the LIPC we get 20. And right. most other places we only get ten,
4: yeah, it's maybe disgusting. eleven if we're lucky. Yeah. Uh,
8: so no limit has got the bang for the buck, but I still have my passion in the mixed games. I love them. Me too. They're uh, much more. You have to put much more thought into them, and they're just a lot of fun. Yeah. and it's it's more sociable. And I just, you know, I've met a lot of good people. Jimmy yeah. Woods, the actor, for instance. Yeah, you know, we become very very close friends. Yeah. These days, and uh, people like him, they show up all the time and play these games, and we have a blast.
0: We really yeah. do. James is James is a great guy. Um, we have a a lot in common about a lot of things, and we, we talk a lot. He's he's a great guy, and uh, I'm I'm hopefully I'm, I want to get him on the podcast. You know, I want to talk about kind of like what's going on in, with the country and stuff because me and him are kind of on the same uh, wavelength uh, when it comes to that. And he's—he's—he's uh, he's, oh, he's he's,
8: got your number. He said he's going to call in a question. So yeah, I don't know. If it, he, right?
0: hes but hes hes a good guy. He's—he's—he's he's, he's just one, know. one of the best guys you can—you can meet. You've been down there. How many tournaments have you played down there?
8: Uh, I think I have maybe played. Uh, I think I lost nine in a row since okay. I came a first and a second. I think I played about twelve
0: or thirteen. Yeah, you know, I remember I was Guess down my, there. With, you know. Go ahead.
8: No, I was just saying at seventy-six. Um, you don't quite show up every day. I mean, I'm there ninety percent of the time. But it does get a little tiresome and I do need to get my strength for the games that uh, I think I'm gonna do better at, you know. So I, I try not to push it. I do take a day or two off here and there.
0: Yeah. You know, you know, that's what kinda like I've been doing. It um now uh last year I ended up uh I think uh playing uh nine- in eighteen events. I cashed seven of eighteen with one final table at the World Series. Um last three years played fifty two events, twenty three cash with six final tables. But God, winning of them are so fucking tough. I I mean you gotta catch cards at these final tables and and uh I really thought I was gonna win the stud eight yeah. last year and I took a just awful beat, somehow finished fourth but you know, I ended up having a good World Series. And, um, you know, I don't play every day because of my injury. It's been tough. So uh, I, I think oh, it's... i sorry to hear that. I, I think it's I, I like a guy like Ari Engel. Like I have Trump's respect for him because he plays so many tournaments and he puts his heart and soul into it. And it takes a special person to play tournament poker for a living and to grind every day in tournament poker. Um, I, even on I'll my, give
8: you I'll give you an example of that. Old-timer, Tuna Lund.
0: Yes. Personal
8: mentor of mine. Yes. Exactly. Showed up every day. He had more heart than anybody I ever knew.
0: Yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he played all the tournaments.
8: It's kind of like that. You have to have that special thing inside of you that makes you show up every day. Take the abuse. Take the punishment. You do. Come back, you wake up in the morning, it's a brand
0: new day, and you go back to work. You know, uh, after starting out the World Series last year with back-to-back caches in both the Omaha 8s, a 15th and a 17th, um, I had my sights mm-hmm. set on a big World Series. And then the next three weeks go by, I had two min cash. I was sitting on four for 15, and I was depressed, you know? And, and Sean Deeb said to me, Mike, you're playing great. He goes, I know when you're playing great. Keep your head down. You got the stud eight tomorrow. is probably your best event. He goes, You got the main event. He goes, And then you got a couple more after. Don't give up. And then I got the fourth in the stud eight for 116K, uh, 199 in the main event for 51K. Jumped in the turbo, uh, 5K turbo for f- 15,000 for 30th place, I think it was. Uh, and ended up having a good World Series. And uh, I, I I kept showing up every day. Uh, you have to. You have to. You know, you watch people. Tell me if you don't agree with me. You watch people like a week into the World Series. When they start telling you how bad they're running, how fucking... How bad. And all of a sudden, it, you watch it just snowball. And every tournament they're in, they're playing bad because they they're convinced they're running bad. And you can't be like that. You have to let it go. Go to the next day. I tell people this all the time. I used to struggle to do that. And uh, once I learned, you and me both. Yeah. Right. Once I, I remember because we both were very emotional people. I mean, I still am, but I've exactly. learned. I've learned to control it over the years. I, I tell people the thing that got me to control it the most was when I used to get smacked around in online poker, I would take the worst beats imaginable that any time I took a beat in a live game, it just never affected me anymore. so uh, I know. I, I, can I remember it.
8: the day you and I were up in Foxwoods, if I could talk about this. Or
0: yeah, not. go
4: ahead.
8: Oh, yeah, but you said you got really screwed over quite a bit for over a million dollars. Yeah. But you got a rebate of 450000 and you told me, uh, you're going up to the room. I said, Well, you're going to put that money in the bank. Hello? No, I'm going to go play on it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. the safest place in the world to play.
0: Yeah. So it
8: was I, the funniest thing I ever heard.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, that was when I got my rebate from uh, from uh, Ultimate Bet. You know, I'm like, Well, they took a million from me. They gave me 400 back. Uh, I guess that's 400 more than I thought they were going to give me back. So right. I was happy right. with it. You know, so, uh, You know that was uh kind of one of the last times i had a a a lot of money but
8: uh how did you do with that 400 i hope you did you cash it out
0: no i ended up uh i ended up uh well i don't even remember what i fucking probably blew it on sports somewhere who knows man i gave i I gave my po officer from jail 25k because he had an autistic kid and he took care of me when i was in jail and he was nice to me Uh so um I did that. He told me he'd give me a 1000 a month. I thought I'd never get a 1000 a month, but I got yeah. 200. I he ended up paying me like 200 bucks back and uh that's it. But I don't <clears throat> you know, it's a, I did it as a favor, you know, because I felt he was good to me. Uh that was just the type of person I've always been when I had money. I always gave it to people. Uh but then again, I never thought I would um I would go through this injury thing that, uh, just basically kind of took me out, but, uh, you know, it made me, it made me stronger. Um, I'm a much stronger person today from it. And, uh, and I've learned a lot about the world from it because I was bedridden for like 15 months. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I had no idea. Yeah. it's It's made me a better person and I look back at it at all. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the best thing I could do is uh, try my hardest to, to live life every day and uh, try and become a better person. So, yeah, uh, well,
8: those were some dark days, and I'm glad you got through it okay. Yeah,
0: First, you know. You, uh, and
8: I, you and I went through a lot back before that, even with the. I remember sometimes you and I would be 20,000 stuck a piece. Oh. I could, I could do 24 hours, you could do 48.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You've been playing a lot of poker down there. You're doing well. You won one uh, in a second. You're seventy six years old. You got over five hundred and seventeen caches. Uh, for the people out there that don't know you, um, I just you know like to under people to understand. You know you're a great mixed game player. You're a great Omaha eight player. You're a good no limit player. You're a grinder. You're an old school grinder. You got any uh, good stories for uh, some of the fans out there that they would enjoy?
8: Well, I don't know what kind of stories you would be looking for. There's always a bunch of poker stories. Well, I do it. have an Alan Kessler story, if you like the earth.
0: Oh, there's so many of those, but go ahead.
8: <laughs> well, you know, Alan is known for being a little bit on the cheap side, right?
0: A lot, uh, a lot on the cheap side. Fact, go ahead.
8: Yeah, right. So, on the, on the matter of fact, it was the day I saw you go to your room and play the 400000 online. Mm-hmm. Two days later, Alan and I came up to me and are you going to the Brooklyn? I said, yeah, I'm going. She's going to get a ride. And I said, well, sure, no problem. So I stopped in and we gassed up and I put in $50. I didn't get anything from Alan. We went over the George Washington Bridge. Nothing. Then we go through all the toll roads in New Jersey, right? <laughs> and I keep on shoveling out my pocket. Alan just sits there. I said, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. guys are going to come up with anything, you know? So finally, the last toll... It a, it a, I needed seventy-five cents, and I said, Alan, I'm short, man. I can not have five quarters." He reached into his pocket, and he pulled out a quarter, and he said, <laughs> would <"Will> this help?" <laughs> I that's said, that's a Alan.
0: that's a good it. Alan Kessler story, man. That's that's a
8: oh my god, that's
0: a that's a good it's a one. It's classic. You know, it's, it's you know, as
8: good as the one. a little man you remember, little man Mike Sika.
0: Yeah, I remember him.
8: Okay. Well, I hate to pick on Alan, but I got to tell this one too.
0: All
8: right. He says he's in line with Alan, and he's got a $10 comp at the POMs, and the bill came to $10.19. And And Alan had to like an egg and an orange and a drink and all that stuff. He said, That'll be 19 cents. He says, No way. That has to include the tax. You can't charge me 19 cents. Sir, you're going to have to pay 19 cents. Alan handed them back the orange. I swear to
0: God. Oh my God. That's right for the. Little oh man. my God. Oh. I know, my I know. God, you know, I knew he was cheap, but
2: worse than you thought. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: way worse than I thought. You know, it's it sucks that that him and uh, Savage hate each other. Uh, I I don't know if they hate each other; they just like each other, but. Um, I like Alan. That's I like Alan, I like too. Him. I mean, yes, he's aggravating. Yes, he's annoying. But I got him on the podcast. I was trying to tell him to stop being so negative that he'd probably win a lot more tournaments if he stops telling everybody how bad he runs every tournament. You know? So, yeah. Uh,
8: yeah all that negative is no good.
0: No, it's all uh, about positive. One story
8: I do remember that I thought was very, very amusing. I don't know if it's not gonna help you remember the LAPC when we played the first – Day. We came back for day two, and we all went to get our seats. And instead of the normal seat assignments, everything done was was done in alphabetical order.
0: Oh, I and remember Jerry that. Sherry
8: was there. it wasn't Matt Savage, it was Sherry back then. And Sherry like, put us in alphabetical order by first name. Do you remember that term? I do,
0: I do. We went crazy. Isn't that hilarious. Yeah.
8: We went nuts. I walked by, and I, there was an empty seat, and there was John Zawanda. Johnny Chan, Johnny Hennigan, and saying, just look be your seat, John, right? And I said, no, it's not. It's not my seat at all. I remember that. <laughs> you remember that? It was hilarious. I, I, I totally so forgot
0: about it, but now I, I remember oh. it, you know? That's so, so where
8: uh... I went. I went to the M section for Miami, and I got to play with all the mics. <laughs> and believe me, playing with the mics was much more profitable than the
4: Johns.
0: No, 100%. shit. 100%. <laughs> Back in the day, absolutely. Yeah, so um, you going to play the main event down there?
8: Uh, I'd go for one satellite. I'll be doing it tomorrow. It's $1,100 buy-in. Yeah. If I win the satellite, I go to the main event. And if I don't, I'm fine with that. I'll yeah. just come over to the bike and start playing uh, the uh, 350s for the quantum over here.
0: Yeah, those are, those are good deals. And, um, you know, I, I played the satellite last year at the LAPC. I was like... Um, completely broke last year and I didn't even have a thousand dollars still had to put me in the satellite which I won and then I got 27th uh, in the main event and and then I been grinding I grinded zero dollars in to a nice bankroll that I have right now Um, I'm 50k short of when I'm going to start paying people that I owe. But two years in a row, I made 100, I paid 75 out to people I owed, left myself 25, lost two days in a row and was broke. I told myself I wouldn't do that this year, um, no matter Uh what. And I worked hard to get myself on my feet. And um, I'm about 50,000 away. And as soon as I get 50 more thousand, I will be calling people to come pick up chunks of money. But uh, once I reach that goal... Just
8: don't don't do it in the casino. Because do you remember the year that Mike Lang who everybody? Yeah. Won 200000 played Limit Hobbit? Yeah. A line formed. He paid everybody off.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: A line formed that was like 35 deep. Yeah. If you recall. And then in the middle of the line was Hippie John. Yeah. And... Hippy John owed a lot of money, and, and another line that was perpendicular to that line formed to get the money from Hippie John when he got it from Mike Lang. Yeah. So God bless you guys and pay up eventually.
0: Yeah, and the thing is is, is everybody thinks I owe a lot of money, which I don't. Um, if you count all the bookies, I owe $780,000, but uh, I only owe about $183,000 to, to uh, which actual money I need to pay which is nothing, Yeah. Uh, I mean I've owed three and a half million before, uh, not once but twice. So um, uh, I'm not worried about paying people, the whole key for me is just staying out of pain and being able to work. If I'm able to work, I make yeah. money, you know. And so um, I, I made up my mind I wasn't paying anybody after the World Series last year, and uh, I've been able to ante up, I've been able to make money. Um, and uh, I'm hope I I told everybody that I oh, the two people I owe that by but, the end uh, of the world... yeah
8: that that's good that you uh, pay your debts like that I mean there yeah. are you know a lot of people in the industry that hurt the industry they don't pay you know yeah and I'm glad to hear that you're that type of person yeah. my I, whole myself, life have... I never have been in debt uh, never have had tons and tons of money but I always uh, I'm a grinder like you said you know so I'm, yeah if I uh, have to get in the tournament, I'll go play a stud game and I'll take that money. And I'll take it upstairs and, and vice versa. You know, and, one and, keeps me going and then the other one keeps me going. But the secret is to run good in both of them.
4: That's the difficult
0: part. It's like I told my girl, I'm like, if I had to grind to make 10,000 a month and I can do it every day. I mean, it's easy. I mean, a yeah. blind person can make 10,000 a month. You just got to grind. It's just so hard for me with my injury to grind day after day. Um, I've just found myself playing in really big games where I'm playing for like 10 or 20%, uh, where those games are so much better than the games you play in the casino. I'd rather play for 20% in 100, 200, no limit game uh, than play 10 or 10% than playing a ten twenty no limit game, you know what I'm saying? Where we are playing all the people that are grinding, trying to make a living. You see, and so I've been doing a lot of that. You know, picking up five thousands, ten thousands. Uh, you know, just working and trying to build myself up. You know, uh, it's uh, like literally I've I've pieced out where if I didn't have pieces of myself, I would be completely like over four hundred thousand just in the last seven months. You know, that's what I've given people in pieces. So um, it sucks. There and, you are. But it's okay. You know, it's like no, no rush. Mike, hey. hey. Mike, we have company. Hey, what track. up, Jimmy? Hey. How hey, are you hey, doing? Baby. Welcome to the mouthpiece.
5: Now, I'm going to just make sure
0: you guys can hear me okay. Cause we hear you fine.
5: terrific podcast. Yeah?
0: yeah. You can hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you fine.
4: How are you? I oh. hear you
5: good. I'm, I'm great. This is a wonderful podcast. I'm hearing all these things about John that I never knew. Yeah. Bad things about you, Mike, that I never knew, but I thought if nothing else, I hoped I could maybe lend a little perspective to who John really is. Yeah. Cause a lot of people don't know who he is.
0: Right. By the way, everyone okay. out there, this so, is, um, Jim's James Woods, uh, world famous history. actor, great poker player, great guy. Um, and we appreciate Thank you coming you. Thank on you Mike, and, uh, coming on the podcast. So, um, go ahead and tell me. what a great you're...
8: friend, I might add.
0: Yes. So so here's how I met John,
5: the first time I ever met John. I was uh, very close to my mom, God rest her soul, because uh, my dad died when I was 12, and uh, my mom raised my brother and myself, and, you know, I, I always have kind of an affinity for people who are very close to their families. And uh, I was at, playing some kind of celebrity tournament at the height of the poker boom, and, uh, we were at Caesar's palace of all places playing some, you know, celebrity professional poker tournament together. And I, two days in a row, I saw John wheeling this elderly lady around in a wheelchair. And I said, "That's weird. This guy's playing poker. And he has this lady in a wheelchair. I, I assume it probably is his mom, you know, sitting, sitting with him. And uh, somebody said, yeah, I think that is his mom. So I went over and I said, hi. I said, I'm, Jimmy Woods, he goes, oh, hi, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a, I know you're an actor. Hi, how are you? And I said, is this lovely lady your mom? He said, yes, it is. And we started chatting a bit, and, uh, you know, I finally found out that John, uh, his mom, uh, was alone, so, uh, you know, she was having, uh, you know, she was having, you know, some medical issues, and she was a little older, and so John was taking care of her. Now that we've become, honestly, he's one of my, if not dearest friends in the world, my dearest friend in the world. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he could fill me in on what was really happening. In the last couple of years of her life, he took her everywhere. He took her all over the world to when he had to play poker and she'd sit with him and, you know, she'd read or she'd knit or she'd do whatever she did. And one time he said, Jeremiah, you know, I feel so bad, but, you know, I have a living. I got to take care of my daughter and, you know, and so on. And I feel kind of bad that I'm I'm dragging you all over the world. And she said, dragging me all over the world <laughs> Brings tears to my eyes. So this has been the greatest two years of my life. I've traveled the world with the one person who makes me love
0: that's awesome. more than
5: anything I ever thought possible. And every time John and I talk about oh, my mom or his mom, we're kind of bonded by how much we love these remarkable women that that cared for us right. and that we were able. I mean, people say to me, you know, why did you stop acting? And I've never really said this to anybody publicly, Mike. And you know, I don't mm-hmm. do press for anybody, but. I love you, too, man. You're a great guy. And I will tell you, the reason I really quit acting was the last four years of my mother's life, she had an illness, and I needed to take care of her. And I went back to Rhode Island, and I spent four years with my mom before she passed. I got rest her soul, and that was that. So John and I have a bond that uh, transcends poker and even friendship, just a a familial bond, the way we feel about our families. And I think that's uh, the thing that I always admire about him, you know. When, uh, you know, I mean, I have to every day remind him to pull up his pants. You know, Matt Savage actually has a Twitter account called Miami John's Pants. And Miami (laughs) John has a problem with the way he wears his pants unlike anybody on the face of the earth. But uh, you have to see it to believe it. You know, Uh, that uh, that makes that that even makes
0: me tear up a little bit because, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm an emotional person. And people don't know a lot about Miami John, about me and about you is we care so much and a lot of people we're passionate we're passionate and whether it's with our families whether it's the poker world whether it's politics we care so much and sometimes we go crazy and say things we don't mean or whatever but it's because we're passionate and it's so important in life to be that way. I'm never going Absolutely. to change that way. I'm always going to treat the person I'm with the way I want to be treated. If everybody in the world would just be that way, the world would be a better place. Unfortunately, well, I, it's not. you
5: couldn't have said it better. I mean, yeah. I was at a party the other night and uh, Rob Reiner was there. Now, you know, my politics are more conservative yeah. Rob Reiner is yeah. very, very upfront about the fact that he's extremely liberal. But Rob gave me a great opportunity once to do a a movie where I got an Oscar nomination. He fought for me when the studio didn't want me. I fought to get the part and said, I promise you I'll deliver. I'll get at least a nomination for you. And I did. And so on. And we see each other. We hug each other. We laugh. And we tease each other about politics. And people say, how is it possible you guys are friends like this? I said, because we were good to each other and we're passionate. I said, look, Rob Reiner. Maybe, and I kiddingly said this to him, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I ripped him at the time, maybe wrong about his politics, but I'll never doubt that he's passionate about his yeah. politics. And one thing I'll never say is that he's not a patriot. I right. say, look, the guy may be different in his thinking than I am in my thinking, right. but nobody can doubt that we are patriots and we care about our country. We just have different ways of looking about how we think those things will be achieved. And but I tell people that all the time. can't figure that
0: out. I tell people right. that all the time. Everybody wants a lot... People that are passionate about politics, they want the same things from everybody, but we want to go about it in a different way. That's the only thing. And our founding fathers... Right. Didn't make Democrats and Republicans to hate each other. They made them to come up with different ideas to move the country forward and to make the country a better place. And that's where where we've gone exactly. away from. And that seems to be the problem.
5: And now, but but now listen, getting back to Coca, let me just yeah. let me tell you something that's kind of interesting because you guys have been pros for a long time. Yeah. So if you if for a second, you know, I think it's pretty well known that John has coached me a lot in the mixed games.
0: That's good to know. And.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'll give you a little, a little background on this. Okay. Every time I would try to play Hold'em, one of the reasons I got very frustrated playing Hold'em is that online I did very well, because nobody except, I think, one person knew who I was. Right. And I could tell the difference between how people would play against me online with my name screen name that was not anything like mine. Right, right, uh, right. So I was anonymous. And how they play live. And they can't help themselves. You know what it's like being a pro, you know, with you and Daniel Negrano and... and uh, the Phil Helmuth and all of everybody wants to have a story to tell. I call them tweeters. Actually, yeah. have, here's a tweeter. They get that glassy look in their eye, and they can't wait and hold them to you know,
4: uh, you know,
5: go all in with seven deuce offsuit and make you lay down kings, and then tell everybody how they bluffed you and all this bullshit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, there's a little bit of noise in the background. Is that John? No, we're fine. Uh, John, is there any noise in, in your okay. yeah, where I you're mean,
8: I'm in a hotel lobby. I'm walking over to a quieter area. Yeah, we're yeah. Okay.
5: Or you can just put it on mute. Just put it, press mute while I'm talking. No, we're okay. And then, we're fine. Uh, yeah, old old guys in technology. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, um, uh, so I, I, you know, I got very frustrated playing Holdem because right. I thought, just let me play the game without having to. Oh, let's all like you know, dogpile James Woods and have a story to tweet and tell. Yeah. So John said, well, you know in the mixed games what's kind of interesting yeah. is that there is no story to tell. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you going to say, you know, in in the second draw of the Ducey, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> I hit, you know, the four of clubs to make you know to make the win exactly. against James Woodfield. <laughs> what the fuck
0: is Yeah, that? that's not a story. They wouldn't have a
5: clue what I was thought, you know. Right. So what happened was he said, you should play the mixed games because, really, it suits your kind of intellectual nature. You right. know, I'm more of an analytic person, and, you know, I would just get frustrated when the math wouldn't work out and hold them, which, of course, it doesn't. There's right. a, lot of, a lot to hold them that's about other things in the math. But, boy, I tell you, the starting requirements and the strategies are very, very, very important, as you right. know, in mixed games. Of course. So I go to the Bellagio with John. We sit down, like you talked about, the 400, 800. We, have, we sat at forty eighty and I got my ass handed to me for like three or four weeks. But mm-hmm. I'd read books every night. I'd read Ken Lowe's book. I'd read, you know, um, the Todd Brunson has a great chapter on studied or better in, in uh, Super System 2. You know, I'd read all these different strategy books. You know, I'd read everything, and John would sit with me and give me starting, uh, you know, uh, strategies and then present possibilities to me, would talk overhand hands. And, you know, I'd be, well, I felt like, you know, I felt like, I'll make a little play here. And he goes, go, stop playing that way. Yeah, Play these strategies and see what happens. Yeah. So I go from losing my ass two years ago, December, to going to the LAPC. And at the LAPC, I made six final tables and 12 caches. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: See you know, and, and you, were, those, you were you were deep I, a couple times I, I, last I, I, year at the World Series with me, if I'm not mistaken. In in in, a, in like one event, I forgot what it was. Maybe it was a horse. Well, or, what
5: it was was that that same year, as miracle miracles, I go to the World Series and I come in fifth in Dealers Choice, which was 23 games.
4: Yeah, I remember <laughs> I mean, that. That's I didn't even know was. how yeah. to
5: play those games seven months before, and I come in fifth, and only because I got a really bad beat in, believe it or not. Do seven pot limit triple draw, which is a kind of odd variant of that game. Yeah. And by the way, I want to, I do want to correct one thing. You said John won. Didn't John win triple draw last year yeah. at the LAPC? Actually, I won the LAPC triple triple draw. Well, he, he John did was win. They're moderating.
0: He did. It
8: did say he got <laughs> yeah. a first. In he said he yeah. said single draw. I mean, no, oh, no, single draw. That is triple draw. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, John. Not, let you not single
0: draw. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs>
5: that's good to hear. You but know, John. John tell us.
0: John, tell him about the bluff
5: in the in the uh, deuce to set, in, when I was playing uh, oh, uh, in God. the triple triple draw,
8: <laughs> he almost fell off a chair. So Mark, what, this is true. What happened? I'm, I'm uh, commentating on a podcast. Okay. And Jim is playing Hippie hippy Don heads up.
5: Who's a great guy, by the way, Don yeah. Helpern. Yeah. A good, great guy. I really like yeah. the guy a lot. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And, the year, and the year before,
5: right, the history is, the year before, that, that first year I was playing the mixed game, right after the LAPC, Don and I, and you were talking about Ari Angle, is a great guy, by the way. Yeah, a great great guy, great guy. We got down to three-handed in Omaha, eight or better, and Ari won it. Right. And Don came in second. So, and I came in third, obviously. So, uh, but anyway, so so now I'm playing Don heads up and the game. Go ahead, John.
8: Okay. So, we're, I think we're playing, uh, yeah, two, seven, eight, I believe. No, it was ace, a, 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 ace to five. Oh, ace to five.
5: Okay. Yeah. So Don, It was the sixes, remember?
8: Yeah. yeah. So Don wrapped Pat on the second draw, and Jimmy had paired sixes a couple times. Uh-huh. He says, "He just flipped it up in the air and says, Jesus Christ, how many sixes are less in this deck? Uh-huh. We get down to the last draw, and I'm commenting, and Jimmy looks at his cards, and you get this look on his face like, oh, my God, he caught the four-six, you know? Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, my God, you give me this car. He's looking at the dealer. He's looking at me. This is unbelievable. So Don starts to turn his hand over, thinking Jimmy got the 4-6. So Jimmy says, excuse me. Hold on. Hold Did on. Did I hold do on, something wrong? Did I initiate any action here? And he goes, So Don puts his hand back down and says, no, Jim, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's, it's your turn. to act. Go ahead. So Jimmy puts out a bet. Okay. Don folds. And. Jimmy throws his hand in, and I said, wait a minute. I have to know something. My read is you got the four six. I said, if you did, you deserve it. Show it. He turns over, a pair of sixes. That's awesome. He had all four sixes and one to pop. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) That was the bluff.
0: I mean, it's hard for him to be bluffing because he showed the, the six the second time. And now he comes out betting. Yeah. It's like if he wanted to bluff it, they would have thought he bluffed it the first you know, the first couple of times. That's great. Yeah. but
5: Don was so tight. Don was so tight as he started to turn it down and said, Wait, 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 I haven't bet yet. And then what, I bet was it Don like, Zuin? Oh, so. Don Zuin?
0: Is that yeah, who yeah. ta- is that who you're talking about? He be Don. Oh he be- oh okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, Don
5: Don Halpert. He, he's, yeah. he's a very good player, by the way. In yeah. fact, that he was uh, he was the uh, last night, we were playing Archie, and I think he had won Archie last year. I think he won the— uh, He did. I think I yeah, saw your did. tweet the, with uh, the, the straight
0: flush. Down. What, did two people have a straight flush? Is that what happened? No, what
5: happened—no, they were actually separate. Uh, what happened was the very first hand, uh, Shirley Rosario, a terrific player, he made aces full. This is an archery. The wow. very next hand, I make a seven-high straight flush. Then Mark Gregorich comes to our table, and like the third-hand he plays, he makes a six-high straight flush. Wow. I said, boy, there's a lot of straight flushes. <laughs> In that's one crazy. night at one table. That's I had a guy with,
8: uh, draw draw two, and he made a steel wheel on me. It happens.
5: Wow. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I mean, you, but never, the amazing you, thing, the amazing, you never know. The amazing thing is about guys like you, when you're teaching new people, there's something i got to tell you that's really – this is what I learned, the fundamental thing I learned from John, besides, you know, John was an air traffic controller. Right. So he thinks in terms of, you know, life and death about these things. When he thinks about things, he thinks, look, you can't you can't mess around when you're pushing 10, 35,000 feet in the air above your head. You've right. got to do it right. And the, and the reason John is, I call John the Cal Whipkin of poker, because he has more torn catches than anybody in the history of the game. And why John Cernudo is not in the Poker Hall of Fame, to me, is one of the unbelievable well, absurdities it, of this
0: game. It is absurd, but I'm not in it either, and there's a lot That's of people absurd, that aren't in want. it because it's politics, okay? And we don't need to go any well, farther than that. Uh, they Okay. Um, I,
5: I, I, anyway, let, 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 let me just say that, that, that one of the things that, that, that he taught me aside from approaching it like the science that it really is, and it's an art as well, of course, but right. in with the right starting answer, the right tra- uh, strategies and so on, is that you can never, ever stop learning or growing. No, you can't. Okay? And, and so when John would teach me, I'd ask a question, and sometimes I'd say, you know, that's an interesting point. So like when Archie came out, for example, there were no posted strategies for Archie. No. So John and I would start talking to it, and we'd talk to Mark Gregor, who's a really good poker thinker, you know, and ask questions what like he thought. And, you know, you'd ask really the top players how they would approach this new mixed game. And what was interesting about I hate it that game. Is by the you way, find yourself. You, what you what?
0: I hate that game. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, but <laughs> but but you would find yourself starting to. Um, think again about poker. You know, it's so easy to fall into strategies all the time. But then you start thinking about ways, not only because the game changes, but because people get set in their ways. It can be in the simplest way possible. I, I'll give a perfect example. We were playing, we moved the 4080 game over to the Aria for a while, and we we're playing with terrific players like Mark Tenner and Magic and these guys, and, you know, mm-hmm. they're terrific uh, mixed game players. And John and I. I said to John, you know, John, sometimes I can see your cards, and you sit there, and you're kind of loose. He goes, yeah, I know, but they're not looking. You know, it's only, I said, John, just, just for the sake of it, even like you're a top pro, go back to basics, man. Hide your hand. I know it sounds silly, but we started making a little deal where you had to pay attention. You couldn't act, and you couldn't look at your cards before it was your turn. And every time we would make a mistake, we'd flip the other guy Five bucks. It was amazing how many times we kept flipping a $5 chip to each other. I mean, just for fun, but it was like, wow. You know, you, you fall into habits, and you get kind of lazy about it, and all of a sudden, those little edges, look, they Whoa, built God. casinos with a half a point edge. You know, you've got to have your game, you know, I'll never be at the level yeah. you guys play at. But one of the things that, that helps me is that I think or try to approach the game because of John the way a professional would, you know, to really think about what is the point of making this play here? What is the point of making this bluff? What is well, yeah. the point of, you, have to have you a know, plan. folding this hand, you know, yeah. you've got to think through every hand. I see a guy sitting there and he's looking on his phone and texting. I go, this guy's a loser by definition. He's yeah. not paying attention to the game because no. they think they're so good. They don't have to.
0: Yeah, no, it's the truth. You have, you have to have a plan. Uh, every time you enter a pot, you have to have a plan. um, if you are gonna deviate from that plan, uh, you deviate from it. Uh, uh, but usually I go in with a plan, uh, especially if I know them and hold them uh, on how I'm going to react if somebody re-raises, if a certain seat re-raises me. Or, um, you, you just have to have a plan, you have to be focused. and And I tell my girlfriend all the time is, you know, a lot of times, even when we would fight before a tournament, we I get I get mad. I'm like, you don't understand. Poker tournament poker is like eighty percent mental. If you're not mentally focused, you can't win. And so it's very important to be to very be good. mentally focused. And uh, you know, we're get you guys are a lot older than me, but even I'm getting old now. And uh, you know, trying to compete with these young guys, it ain't easy. And uh, so you gotta oh, be focused. And uh, if you're going to win,
5: you've got to stay focused. I, you know, John and I kid, John and I kid about it. But my girlfriend is like the most supportive partner you could ever have if you mm-hmm. wanted to play. If I were a professional, she would be like the holy grail. Right. She has never once, never once in five years that we've been together said, Oh, honey, you're going to go play program tonight? None of that shit. Yeah. It's like, you're going to play. So, but she'll tell me in advance, hey, listen, you know, it's my dad's birthday coming up on this date. How, or is that, then we make a commitment to that. And I go, honey, whatever you want, because right. you are so good about what I need to do. So when I go, I never go sort of to play a tournament with with my mind full of crap. You know, I go in there and I'm focused and I, I do it because I want to. And you know what I yeah. I mean? For you guys, it's more important because you make your living at it. But I try to think like you guys do so that I have a better shot at it. And the one thing I always think about that's so valuable is you go there and remember that you love the game. John yep. loves the game. Yep. And now, I'm going to tell you a final story. I don't want to monopolize yep. John's time here. I used to play golf with Wayne Gretzky all the time. Yep. And Wayne Gretzky uh, was, uh, he, he belonged to a country club. I won't say where it is, but you going to worry about right. But anyway, we were at his country club. And afterwards, it was right around the time that he'd hurt his back. Uh, and he was told by his doctor not to play anymore. Right, and it was as simple as this. He was sitting in the jacuzzi, and my buddy and I were playing with him. We we were, uh, you know, in the locker room, and we were chatting. A bunch of guys were chatting with him, and I said, "You know, Wayne, you can't go out there and play anymore, man. You got your." They said, "If you if you hit your back a certain way, you could be paralyzed from the waist down. Why would you ever take that chance?" Yeah, and it sounds corny, but he looked me right in the eye and he goes, "Jimmy, because I love the game." Exactly. I just love this fucking game. I love this game. That's good. I love it.
0: Well, thanks, and Jim. That's I appreciate James for coming okay. on and talking about um, Miami John. He's a great guy. Uh, he's and, great. He's and great um, you, James, thank you. Very and much. I appreciate it. Yeah. And um, I love you too. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you at the World Series, and uh, we'll catch up.
5: Oh wait, wait! What, what, one other thing that we always have to do. John's daughter Debbie just loves loves it when we give her a shout out. So in case uh, she ever hears this back again, we just want to say, Debbie, we love you, and uh, we're thinking of you. And John's on his way home soon to see you. So um, life is good. Life you're the, is
0: good. You're the best. And yeah. fucking All go. Right. And one right. more thing, go Trump. <laughs> see you later, Jimmy. <laughs> All
8: right,
5: buddy. All right All thanks right. for calling, right, Jimmy. Uh, bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, thank
0: you. What a nice guy! He's the greatest.
8: Oh, is not that great? Exactly yeah, it was like good that. to hear
0: from him. He's um, he's such a good person. Um, a lot of people they don't, you know, they don't, they don't like him because of politics. But I mean, people don't realize like when the L.A. fires were going on last yeah,
8: I hate year. Yeah, when I see that,
0: when I hate Yeah, you know what I'm going to say, you know, about the L.A. fires, how many people he sure. helped save. Uh, how many animals he helped save. Um, he cares. Okay. And he's passionate. Whether you agree with his politics or not, that doesn't matter. It's one of the things I tell people in this world all the time. He cares about the country, just like you care about the country. Whether you, you disagree with how he cares about the country is up to you. But the bottom line is he cares. And that's the bottom line, His you know? heart is
8: in the right place, exactly.
0: His heart's exactly. in the right place, just like mine's in the right place, you know. Whether you disagree with me, how we go about it is that's the that's the that's the whole divide in the country, you know. And uh, I just care about people who I know's hearts are in the right place. I've known you now for twenty four years. I know your heart's in the right place. Um, I know you're a good guy. Uh, when I was learning how to play Omaha, uh, you, Brent Carter, Mark Gregorich, I learned a lot from you guys. And for me becoming that the player I w- am today, I owe a lot. I've learned a lot from you guys in the split games, and I'm always grateful for that. Thank you. You learned well. You know? Very good. Yeah, and there's many times me and Phil get in an argument about hands, he's like, Miami John says I'm supposed to do this. And I'm like, Well Miami John's wrong He's like, Don't tell me Miami John's wrong. He's fucking more cash than you, blah, blah. And then we'll get in this big argument. And then uh, and then yeah, he'll right. be like he'll be like, Oh, I, I, I miss said the hand to you I said, of course you did, because Miami John wouldn't play a hand like that. And then he would re say the hand to me. I'm like, oh, well, that way I agree with. So you know how Phil takes everything to an extreme. So, uh, so sure. that was that was pretty funny. So, anyways, I, I,
8: start, I told him too. I remember that day, and I said, Phil, there's certain strategies that work, and a lot of them, a lot of it depends on the type of the game that you're in, and the players that you're with.
4: Right.
8: So you can three bet. To hell all day long, right. and it's not going to do you any good if you got a game where you're going to get five callers every time. Correct. So re-strategize, redirect your thinking. But normally, when you're playing with players who actually think about the game, these are the strategies you want to do. You want to get people heads up, and you want to start three bidding them more often. Right. If you're going to get a bunch of people in the middle, then you just call. You know, and he he agree with you. Yeah. So like, too, right? so like,
0: so uh... like. Daniel told me he was playing in uh, in uh, W S O P Europe, and he said, "Man, I'm really impressed. Like Phil's really playing mixed games well." And I'm like. Yeah, because I spend a lot of time teaching them, right? I'm, I know you And a lot yes. of people don't. They're like, why do you help Phil? But I'm like, well, because when I was sick, nobody helped me but Phil, you know. Well, I'm going to help the people oh, that help okay. me, you know. And, you know, people are getting good at No Limits. So if Phil's going to win more bracelets, he's going to have to get good at mixed games, you know. And, I, and when Phil wins, yeah. the, people don't realize, when Phil wins, poker wins. People don't get that, okay? Phil is great Man. for poker, you know, so I want to see Phil doing well. And there was, I guess they had a $10,000 bet on a certain hand. And Daniel tells me the hand where Phil had ace, it go, guy raised like in the cutoff, and Phil was on the button with ace three suited and two queens. And I said, You must three bit that hand. I'm like, You've got to get the blinds out. And that was the bet he flat called and ended up losing his pot instead of winning a big pot. And, uh, and okay I, he have to i told him you have to three bet that hand um and sure. so uh you know um and daniel told him the same and then he made a bet like a ten thousand dollar bet with daniel that i that i'm supposed to he's just supposed to call and i i didn't know what the bet was they just they named me the hand they go mike do you three bet this hand or not i said absolutely three bet it and i guess that was their bet so uh i guess phil lost yeah. that bet so um, well, there
8: know. was a time before the poker explosion where Phil Hellman was doing videos about poker history and this and that, mm-hmm. and most people laughed at him, including myself, yeah. because I said, who gives a crap about poker history? Right. Well, he had the vision, and boy, did it ever come true, yeah. and anything he's gotten out of poker, and you're right, he deserves it, Yeah, he gets credit for it, and when he does well, Poker does well. I agree yeah. with that.
0: And I tell people all the time, you know, they get a lot of people get upset that that Phil can we you know, he owns part of you stake and he charges 1.5 markup or whatever, 1.7. And the poker world throws a fit. That's when I came up with markup police. You know, and I'm a, and I I charge 1.4 or 1.5, but people don't understand it. it's like if the poker players were putting up money and chunks of money, that's a lot. But when you got 100 people putting up $50 for forty thirty eight dollars worth of action for an extra twelve bucks to say they have one percent of mike Mattis or phil Helmuth. that 's a good thing you know what I'm saying that is yes. a good thing mm-hmm. and Brian Rast wrote an article about why it's a good thing, you know even when i uh, me and uh-huh. Phil were a little bit a bit we you know we we were really kind of upset about you know we were fuck phil was like top of the top all-time money earner for a while and i you were one time as high as 12th i was one time as high as like six and then all the all these uh, high rollers came out and now i'm like 83rd in the world or whatever whatever it is but the bottom line and i used to get upset saying you know why don't they why don't they every time somebody enters a tournament and doesn't cash, take that off their all time money list. And then Phil's like, yeah, I agree. Right. But then Brian Rast wrote a great article saying, Mike, if you do that, he goes, there's a lot of people that think they're winners at poker, right? You don't want them to know, to, to know that, Hey, they're not winning poker players because then they won't be anteing up. So you don't want people to know that they're not winning poker players. And when he said that, that changed my entire thought process on that. Like, who gives a fuck about all-time money winner? Who cares about that? You want to keep people in the game that think they're winners that aren't winners. And, um, you know, as far as ROI goes, like me, Phil, probably you, uh, Carlos Morton said it was like the best for a while. Like, I still look at, 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 I think I'm 1.6 million winner in tournament poker in my lifetime, uh, which out of 10 million earned is, you know, pretty good. Uh, where most people, right. most people that have, there's a lot of people that have won 10, 15 million that are five million loser in tournament <laughs> poker. You know what I mean? So. Um,
8: yeah, and I think they, they know that though. They cannot, yeah, they know it. And, and,
0: and even they like. They don't
8: get the notoriety.
0: <laughs> yeah, and even like. Um, uh, Down Shaq was like somebody said something. He goes, "You think I don't know I'm a losing player in poker? You don't need to remind me." He goes, uh, you, "He goes, I'm, you think I'm stupid? You know, and like, and he's right, you know." and uh, i love dan he's a a great guy so uh you know when uh when brian Rath said that i said you know what he's right and then phil said he's right but you know i can understand phil you know he's probably one of the best rois in poker history he doesn't he doesn't play that many even at the world series like he pay he might play 30 a year you know daniel plays like Uh 55 a year or, or 60 or whatever um you know phil the last three four years he you know and again and he's always in the top 10 of all, all at the best all around you know so no matter what they want to keep saying about phil yeah this phil does a lot of things they don't like and there's a lot of things that even i try and help him change you know you can't you can't beat a dead horse you know how phil is you know so uh you know i try my best with the mixed games you know but you know, we've become real close lately, and I, I finally, there's a couple things I I, I said that about his No Limit game that I, I know if I helped him out with, um, what the fuck was that? I don't know, something fell down. All right, well, whatever, oh, it was my phone. Uh, no, your phone's right here. Oh, well, I don't know what fell, oh, uh well. Anyways, who cares, couldn't have been that important. And I said, uh, so I brought those up to him and because I wanted to help him, you know, I wanted him to become the player that I know he could, where he could be dominant again, and he says to me, <laughs> it was "The greatest comment." He's like, "Shut the fuck up, Mike. I'm the Michael Jordan of poker. You're the Charles Barkley. Don't tell me I'm the greatest no-limit player in the world. I don't want no-limit advice from you." And that was, and that was the end of that. But I, hey, I got, I got rated the Charles Barkley. I can't compare, can't complain, right?
8: That's true. That's a pretty funny story.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was like... But I think he's he's joking a little bit. No, no, no. No, no, no. He does not joke around. He truly, truly believes he's the greatest (laughs) no-limit hold'em player in the world. Now, I think he could be the greatest again, but he has to make a few adjustments. I think he reads... Probably one of the top five card readers in the world, and you can't change that. And, um, mm-hmm. but I know what his flaws are, and the kids like to call him out for his flaws, and he doesn't, you know, True. say it, yeah. you know, but you can't, you know, ah, uh, he's got a he's got quite the ego, my friend Phil, but he's got a heart of gold, yeah, and, um and that's really again all that matters. You. you know, you, you you we talked we brought a few names up. We got you James Woods, Mark Greger, it's Phil Hummuth, me. I mean, these are people who have hearts of gold. And and I put myself in that in that category cuz I I know that. And that in in poker in the cutthroat industry that we live in um having a heart of gold is not always the best thing. Um I can never be a cutthroat person. I like to tell people the story of, um, in uh, Cabo, uh, about three weeks ago for Super Bowl weekend, like we were playing with a bunch of Phil's billionaire buddies and um, one of the guys in the game didn't even know what a flop, a turn, or a river was, bought in for like 30,000, uh, played every hand, um, and one of these guys was so drunk he couldn't see the cards and I didn't feel comfortable. I feel to me that I felt like I was stealing, and um, yeah, and I want to beat people out of money, and I want to play against bad players, but I don't want to feel like I'm stealing, you know. And one of his friends in the game goes, says, "Don't worry, yeah, these, the guy, these guys, these guys are the big way. boys." He goes, Th- "Them losing twenty thousands like you losing twenty cents." He goes, "Don't even sweat it, Mike." And I, I still. Ended up getting up out of the game because it just, I just felt wrong. And where most people in poker, cut, cutthroat people, just would never do that or think like that. And, no, that's, and that's just where, that's just where i know And just you know, if you,
8: do have a, if you do have a heart of gold in our industry, you can still, I'm proof, you can still thrive in the industry. Absolutely. However, if you are playing at a level with Stone Cold killers, mm-hmm they will look at you as that as a weakness right. for sure and they oh, will take, they will take advantage of that well that's, and that's why I, probably what you're talking about what Phil or you run into sometimes
0: right and and you know what it's kind of like when we were playing a big game in the, live at the bike last uh, last uh, summer right after world series and i was,
8: uh, I was there i yeah. saw you oh yeah, yeah yeah
0: and then they asked antonio why he didn't play in the game he goes I play with seven fish. So I don't play with seven pros. Now I give Antonio a lot of credit. There's, you know, there's a lot of things I don't like about Antonio as a person, but when it comes to that, he's a smart cookie. He knows that you just when you're always playing with people who play worse than you, you're going to get all the money. And uh, he's a hustler. I mean, he he is a cutthroat person. He will, you know, he's all about making the money. Which hey, it's not. I don't fault that. You know what I mean? It, poker is all about yeah. playing with players who play worse than you. It's not about playing the best in the world and seeing whose dicks bigger. Which is why I've never had any interest in playing the high roller tournaments. Just never have. So.
8: Yeah. Well, I see with Antonio socially, we always hit it off very, very well. He's yeah. a lot of fun.
0: And we, uh, me too. I get along team, with get Antonio great.
8: That, I don't get to play with him that often, so. But I'm sure he's a stone cold killer himself. Yeah, sure.
0: he's a killer. You know, and and uh, to to yeah. to make a lot of money. A good thing. In it's poker, possible. you need to be a killer. You know, I, I can yeah, never be a sure. killer. You know, I'm I'm more than happy now to uh, play th- th- three, four times a month in games that are really good, where I'm almost going to win nine out of ten times. And I'm happy with that because poker is about playing people who play worse than you, not about playing the best in the world. And I don't, I don't want to play the best in the world, but like I told Phil, you know, you want to go down as the best in the world. I don't. So you are going to have to improve X, Y, and Z, and I can help you with your mixed games. Uh, But you know, if you want to become like, you want to start competing with the, you know, these people in no limit, you're going to have to work harder. And he agreed, and so um uh, he got humbled this last weekend in Washington, and I said, "Is this uh light of fire under your ass?" and he said, "Yes, it did and he goes, "I feel humbled and uh phil Phil needed to be humbled because he's been making a lot of money with some investments lately, and when he's doing well he 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 loses track and he needs to get humbled a little bit in poker, and then he gets his that's when he gets focused, and I know every time when Phil's going to be a killer or when he's going to be a, a wasted pick in the, in the world series of poker yeah. draft
8: It's like the, yeah. uh, it's like the Rocky movie. He needs to get hit a few times and he gets the eye of the tiger back.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Listen, yeah. I just I, wanted yeah. to have you on you have to, and, and I want people to understand, yeah. you know, what pe- what you've meant for the poker community over just since I've been around for 24 years. Um, and a lot of people that don't know you, just, they don't understand how, even the beginning of the WPTs, like how we grinded all the little, the events, and we went from tournament to tournament, and a lot of these kids yep. that show up that were two years old, you know, or some of them not even born, you know, they just don't real. just didn't come overnight. This worldwide, global poker, Thing didn't come overnight. It, there was a lot of work that we did, and I know you were a big part of it. And I always get on the air and I say thank you for that. And oh, thank um, you. I and i, and I always been a
8: pioneer of it.
0: Yeah, and the people in the poker community, instead of bashing people, that it's—I think poker is the only game or sport where people bash people who came before them to try and make themselves look good instead of respecting and appreciate the people who paved the way for them to make a good living playing poker I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves that it bothers me about people in poker world but um, you know I know uh, uh, I I respect you and you're a big part of it and and I thank you and I hope the poker world uh, thanks you so I appreciate you coming thank on you so
8: and earlier you asked me if I could draw from one thing for the players that are listening in. Yeah. I will say this as far as my secret. When you take the two aces and you get it all in really, really good, and 90% of your stack goes down the drain because somebody goofed off with a king nine on you, mm-hmm. okay? The question is, a lot of players say, oh, that's it. I only got 10% of my stack left. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And to me, the question is, how are we going to get those chips back? Yeah. So it's kind of like a never give up type thing, but well, you can't think like that. You have to take those beats and you have to come back strong.
0: How many times and have we, chicken? yeah. And how many yeah. times have you seen me with one or two blinds in front of us when we come back and win a tournament? You know, sure. we we never give up. You can't ever give up. No. You know, no. You, you must. So just fight.
8: ask yourself how you going to get those chips back and don't, don't uh, choir over the the problem of Jesus Christ, this guy just sucked out on me Yeah, and all my chips are gone. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out of here. You can't yeah. do that. You no. have to stay focused the entire tournament. Absolutely. And God bless you and thank you for uh, having me on the show. I really yeah,
0: you're very talking. welcome. You know, relating to one thing that James said, it was funny. He said everybody comes, they want to say they have a story that beat James, right? Like even I was telling people yeah. earlier on the show today was, uh, you know, we're playing this private game in D.C. and Phil Hellmuth raised to 300. This guy called. I 8X it to 2300 because the game was playing like really big. And the guy just, right. he goes, I'm all in. And I just knew he wouldn't have flatted Phil with a big pair. And I call him. Like, I'm like, do you have anything? And he's like, no, I just want to play a big pot with you to tell my my friends that I played a big pot with you, right? And like the flop yeah. came on the first board. Deuce 5 9 or do six, nine, three King. Phil goes, take it, Mike. And then the second board, the flop comes deuce five, nine, King, King. And Phil goes, take it, Mike. And the guy, I had pocket Queens and the guy flurns over King, Queen offsuit. He had all three of his outs on both boards. And, uh, Oh I lost, my God. Yeah, that was 20 K and Phil had 40% of me. So it cost Phil, eight K. He was already buried in the game. And, uh, so it was pretty funny. Uh, He's like, Jesus, how bad are we running? The same guy did the exact same thing to Phil about 20 minutes earlier. He like four bet shoved Phil with, and Phil had pocket tens, and the board comes 10, 8, 7, 9 on the turn. Um, and the guy showed him a 6 offsuit. <laughs> and the very next board, he flopped an ace, and he beat Phil twice for 12000 He 24000 So Phil was going crazy. But, um, you know, same reason. He wanted to play a big pot, just tell people he played a big pot with Phil. So I totally understand where James was coming from on that. So it's pretty funny.
8: I understand where he's coming from. And, you know, to be honest, I can never be in the mindset of those people. I don't yeah. understand yeah. how they can think like that. Yeah, it doesn't make any
0: sense to me. Well, the, these people like me. we play with. When you play with people that are worth five hundred million, the thousands like a dollar. Um, you have to. It's all. It's all money related. Think about like even when I mean you remember when I had all the mo- like all the money. It's like uh, if I could never play fifteen a hundred or like it took me a year to learn how to play 100, 200 again. I played for 18 years, 400, 800. So, uh, I mean, I couldn't play good. So I could totally understand. It would be like like me playing, if I'm playing 50 and 100, no limit, it would be me playing like like $1 and $2. So, oh, it's like $1 and $2, you throw 100 bucks in. That's like that guy putting 10,000 in. It's all relevant to your bankroll. Yeah, You know, it they, is. and they said- they got, like,
8: do you remember the times at the Bellagio where- Doyle and Chip would come and play in our Omaha game at a lower level, like one and two or one fifty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are used to playing one and two thousand. Right. And not that they were lost, but you know they didn't. No, have,
0: they didn't care. They mentality
8: everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and it's all money related. And like, and the even they the guy
8: they didn't care. Yeah, exactly. the
0: guys I were playing with said that they, they kind of build the game around this guy, and he's worth like five hundred million. Which okay, that makes sense. You know, but I, I mean, it kind of it sucked that I grinded all day to be ten k winner, and then to lose it on in that hand but like I, the, the good part about it is I quit right after that and Phil had 20% of me in the game that played real small and uh, then 40% of me in that game that I lost so even though I won 10 and lost 10 I still won 2000 but Phil lost more wow <laughs> but it was all good man um thanks for coming on John I appreciate it and um I hope everybody out there enjoyed listening to um having Miami John on the on the show.
8: Well I do do have to give a shit out to the Mc, shout outs. When I say shit out, shout out to the McVay's in Toronto. Okay. Kai and Elaine in, in Port Orange and Don and Greg in Port Orange and of course James Woods. Okay. They said they were going to tune in and listen to us tonight. So great. there's their shout. And uh sure it was great talking to you again, buddy. You get got it, there.
0: buddy. And uh let's get to a let's go to old school this year and me and you head up at the at the uh, Omaha Eight or Better event at the World Series. Let's, okay, buddy. let's do you it. Got it. You got it, buddy. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Bye. So, um, everybody, uh, uh, anybody out there got any questions? Uh,
1: we have one guy who really wants
0: you to call him back. Yeah, well, what do you guys think? Should we call somebody's guy back? Yes? No? All right, let's call. What's what we do here on the mouthpiece? It was a while ago. This is what Sorry. we do here on the uh, mouthpiece. We call our. We call our people back. Let's see what it uh... is. Hello? Yo, welcome to Mouthpiece. It's Mike.
9: Mike, how's it going?
0: You're live on the air. I saw you wanted us to call you back. What's going on?
9: Oh, Mikey, this is Max. How you doing, buddy?
0: Oh, Max, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
9: Oh, I'm oh, um, great. I have, I have some questions for you.
0: Okay, you got it.
9: You got some time?
0: Well, I mean, I got a couple minutes. Let's go. What do you got?
9: Oh great. Well I got some questions for you. Um, uh let's let's just go let's start from the top. Uh, I, I assume someone's asked you this question earlier, but if you had to put a percentage on it, what percentage chance do you think the World Series will get canceled? Zero. Zero percent? Zero zero,
0: zero, zero, zero. Wow. The only way it gets canceled is if the United States has a complete shutdown of all air traffic in into the United <laughs> States which is never going to happen and that's it zero 12 okay. to one I want to cool. lay 12 to one for all the money <laughs> matter of fact I just I I want to bet it now but I, I'd have to put my whole bankroll up to even make like five thousand so uh, uh I, I just it's zero. I mean, All right. uh, that's it.
9: <laughs> so, so I'll ask you I, – I have a, a follow-up question to that, but I'll ask you my second question first. Go ahead. Uh, what percentage of players at the World Series of Poker during break after they go to the bathroom do you think wash their hands?
0: Not enough. I watch. Yeah. So, I watch this. And you know what? Right. One of the best years we ever had about seven years ago, <laughs> they had – um, when you walk in and out of the Amazon room, there was soap dispensers or, or hand sanitizer dispensers on the walls, and they took them out. But that was like probably the only oh. year I never got sick. And the truth of the matter is, is like what Heralbus says is kind of funny. It's like they've had... They have the real flu there every year. They had the Legionnaires disease yep. like three years ago. Two years ago, I got MRSA staff infection where I was playing four handed for a bracelet. And my whole entire inside of my leg was the size of a softball. Uh, the pain was so bad at two in the morning. I'm like, I got to win this. And then I end up not following my read and grenading the tournament. The next day, they cut the whole fucking chunk out of my leg where I had to miss the main event. So um, it is a breeding ground um, for all viruses. uh,
9: Uh, They're trying to cancel the the Olympics in Tokyo. Well, no, what they're doing. You you, you have different arenas, but everybody at the Rio, they'll jam into one area in a couple of small rooms and everyone's sitting around a table, breathing in each other's spaces. Yeah. So how, how is that going to work?
0: Well, you don't understand the reason why, okay. <laughs> Japan is on lockdown right now is because the uh-huh. Olympics coming up. Okay. They have to make sure that they know that everything is safe for the Olympics. So when people are like, why isn't the United States on lockdown? Well, first of all, Trump, had, was on January twenty fourth, he suspended all flights to, in and to, in, out of China. Okay, which is why there's there's nothing spread to the United States. But the fake news wants to just say that Trump doesn't have anything under control, and this is what they're doing is they're trying to another political hit job on Trump because he can't lose the election. So they know it. So they're just trying to mortally wound him any way they can, you know. So. um you know, I saw this coming three months ago. Um, if Bernie was going to look like the nominee uh, that they oh, or they no. knew they were dead, that they were going to try and do what they're doing. I mean, to politicize something like this is just awful. Every this would be this would be one of the best times ever for for both sides to to try and. Put the country together and say your government is behind you, we're all in us together. Instead they want to keep dividing, dividing, because they don't care about anybody. It's all about power and control and they just don't care. And that's why I've been kind of on a tweet storm today and I've been going crazy. Oh, I saw uh, it. Yeah, I, I I'm embarrassed for myself because of it. But the fact is that I I saw this coming months ago and I I've been talking about it every day to people I know on my podcast that, that they're going to try and politicize. I mean, the fucking headline in the New York Times today, the coronavirus should be called the Trump virus. Are you kidding me? These are <laughs> sick fucking people, you know? They don't care about anybody. They care about their fucking po- politics. It's just, man, it's it's just unbelievable. I, I
9: just, that's, but so, you know. So all of my questions were percentage based. Question number one, uh percentage of World Series is canceled. You said zero. Zero. Percent or question number two, percentage of uh, player poker players that wash their hand during break. Um, what
0: was that answer? I would say 10, fifty. Fifty 50 percent. Okay.
9: That's,
0: I wanna know the percentage really
1: of I wanna know the percentage of how often Mike the Mouth washes his hands after going to the bathroom.
0: Zero. Uh especially
1: wh- when you piss in the parking <laughs> lot, dude
0: uh me i don't fucking i fucking i want people to fucking have my piss on their fucking hands are you kidding fuck is them
9: that, who is that is that your editor who yeah, is that's
1: this? my editor
0: yeah, yeah Piss just, is oh,
1: sterile like somebody said in the
0: chat wash your hands before you go piss piss is sterile yeah there you go you know so excellent uh, you know But I've seen people in the bathrooms not wash their hands. I'm like,
9: really? Of course not. Yeah, that's the bigger problem. And then they touch the chips or the cards, and the cards get spread around. Well,
0: when I got the MRSA, when I got the MRSA two years ago, my doctor said it's not as, you think that, he goes, MRSA is on those chips. So what it was is like I probably scratched the side of my fucking leg or my nuts or something, and that's when it got on the side of my leg. And he's like, MRSA, like people think that he says it grows on shit like that. Now, listen, I know (laughs) it. I I truly believe three months from now it's going to, it's not even going to be around this virus. Okay. Um, if it is still around, it's because they're, they want it still around for political reasons. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in three months. But, uh, it, if it is the, the I I I want to make a ten thousand dollar bet with somebody that the numbers aren't even down. Okay, you might. I they just I just don't. People are degens. They're not skipping the World Series of Poker. They're just not.
9: You know, just not. no. I, I agree with you. Yeah. All right, I got six questions for you, and then and then seventh if you get through them all. Well, all right,
0: hurry up, um, man. I don't well, got all night, man.
9: Oh, oh, I know it. Over under Astros. Hit by pitch during the regular season. The number, and a half.
0: the number is eighty-three and a half. I take the under. Yes, it is. Yes, I know it's what the number is. It. I already know the right. number. I take under. i have very told All right, it.
9: Go Percent, percentage chance Brady actually leaves New England.
0: 50, 60, 40. I think he's coming to Vegas. You
9: think he? You actually think it's greater chance that he yes. leaves New England?
0: Yes, yes. I wow. do. Right. They want, they right. want to make a splash, and they, they wanted to do it with Antonio Brown. It didn't pan out. They need wow. to be all in. They're going all in on the draft. They want to have a shot at winning a title in year one in Vegas. I think Damn. Brady's coming no, to Vegas. Yeah.
9: All right. I'm a big Brady right. fan. I'm Raiders. hoping. I'm hoping. I hate the Raiders, yeah, but I'm a big Brady fan.
0: Go ahead. All
9: right, five. Trump loses the election. What's the percentage chance? Zero,
0: Zero if it's Bernie Sanders.
9: I I agree with you. Okay. All right, six. Uh Name a percentage. Mikey wins a bracelet in 2020.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I keep making all these final tables, and then I get fucked. Uh, I mean... Um, Come on, give
9: me 50, 50%. 20%. That's that's good.
0: You want me... You right, want me I don't want to over-hype myself. I'm going to be honest, you know. You
9: know. Hey, I like it. If, if you can I'll, stay healthy, you have a good Yeah,
0: time. I'll be, I'll be at a couple final tables, but you, if you, you get to a final table with eight people, I mean, you got to run good at a final table. So 20%. For sure.
9: All right, last question. I'm a mixed game uh, professional, I guess, oh, okay. in low stakes. So I am the number one client of your product that's coming out. Okay. Why, why should I buy it? And when is it coming?
0: Um, because I am the best Omaha eight or better player in the world. I am one of the best stud eight or better tournament players in the world. And, uh, I plan on sharing my info with people because of the fact that I'm not able to play enough where if people learn how I play, it's going to cost me more than I will make teaching people in other words absolutely in the old days teaching people it probably cost me a million dollars you understand i don't i'm not sure i can't play enough to make that million dollars um playing yeah no
9: uh, i i understand that and uh you you can't you can't sit for long sessions anymore
0: correct i I can't play longer than six hours and i'm I'm to the point in my life where I enjoy the podcast, I enjoy helping people, and I am going to basically give people knowledge about Omaha 8 or better that nobody thinks about. Like like, um, like somebody came up to me, was telling me why I was wrong to fold a certain hand pre-flop that I folded in the 50K or whatever, and that they're trying to say i i I suck at omaha eight they told daniel isaac haxton said that to daniel because i folded the the six seven eight jack double suited and and then jungle man's like well we ran all these sims of why it's profitable we'll call there i'm like good you guys run those sims based on hand versus hand i run my 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 thought process of who folded what in what position, knowing what's coming on the flop because of what cards are live. So you play your way, I'll play my way. Have a nice day. I go, when you make as many final tables as I have to Omaha, eat a better, then you could talk to me. Until then, have a nice day. So um, uh, that's it. You know, that's the, that's the thing about the analytics and, and so many people who are so math based in poker is math is not the all equal of poker. Um, there's a lot more to it than than, than just math. I mean, uh, there just is, you know. Especially tournaments. You know, a cash game you play all math. Yes. You play all math in cash. In tournaments you play all. You know, you know, you make one mistake. You know, let's just say the pot's laying you five to one and you're four to one dog, but you call and your tournament's over. I mean, I'm I'm just not calling or risking my chips there. Where in a cash game I'm always going to call. You see what I'm saying?
9: So. Yeah, for sure. So, Hacks Hex, Haxton's a no limit and maybe a PLO pro. So, yeah. in, in other games outside of that, I'm not sure what he's talking about. Yeah. But, anyways, what's the price point and when when can we see your product?
0: Um, well, I'm I was hoping to have it before the World Series uh, out, okay. and uh, but I'm not quite sure if it will be because my health has been really turned took a really bad turn lately backwards uh, the last like two and a half months. And it's been fucking just brutal. So it's kind of the reason why I've missed a couple weeks of the podcast because, I mean, I haven't even been able to get out of bed. And when I went to fucking D.C., I knew I'd be in pain, but I didn't think it would be that bad. And it ended up being like a total nightmare. And ever since I got back, it's been a nightmare. But I got on some prednisone. It helped with the inflammation. I'm feeling good now. So hopefully if I could keep feeling good, uh, that's going to give me a chance to get everything done before the World Series, including getting my book out, which is probably more important than
9: uh, getting that site up before the World Series. So. sounds cool, Mikey. Feel better, man.
0: Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Tell all your friends, listen to the mouthpiece, man. Have a Will good do. one. Later. Later. All right, everyone. Episode thirty-six. Year two. Is in the books. Um, Great, great episode. Miami John, a guest appearance by the one and only Real James Woods. That was a surprise appearance and um, good to hear from him. Uh, I love you all. I love everyone. I'm sorry I won't be at the LAPC this week. I'll be talking about how things are going next week as well as whatever else is going on in the world. See you all next week on The Mouthpiece. The Mouthpiece.